Yes. And RJ, we trust you. What's up? Money. Throw on them, baby. Mm. Here we go. Let's get it. Tuition paid. In RJ, we trust indeed. Don't deviate, Ricky. Don't deviate. But this week, you're going to have to trust in the rest of us. Uh, the Wise Guy Roundtable, one short this week. So you get me, you get Fez, you get Scott, you get McKenzie, but no RJ Bell. He did send in his picks, so you'll get you'll know what his best bets are. But we had to carry the show this week, and I think we did okay. A lot of disagreement. Normally, RJ's the the disagreer. Normally, we butt heads with RJ. A lot of crossfire between me and Fez today. Crossfire between me and Scott. And so he wouldn't be left out. RJ crossfired my best bet again. Shocker. Third consecutive week. What week is it, Fez? Week three. Three weeks, three crossfires on my five-star best bet of the pod. From RJ Bell. You know, I'm doing something wrong. I got to comment on this because I've heard this like from numerous other people, and they're like, I can't believe the season's just flying by. It's already, you know, 10% done with. And I'm like, my God, it feel, I feel like an accountant that's like, you, 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 you know, my God, it's only 10% over. How am I going to, how am I going to keep doing all this work for nine, nine more sake, 90% still left? Jesus, it seems like I've been, I've been like betting the NFL for like a month now. Aren't we just having fun though? Lots of it. I mean, that's all it is. It's just, it's a whole lot of fun. 10%. All right. You know what? It's fun S- saving money. And we could say, hey, we'll give you, uh, you know, 20% off or whatever. We got a deal going right now where $10, $10. So basically, the price of a 10 piece nugget meal at McDonald's, you get $50 in bulk dollars. Now, but you can save money on that. You get two kids' meals. It's cheaper. I've heard that. That's yeah. a that's a good idea. Back. Two six pieces. That's a good idea. You get two extra nuggets and you get two for toys. less money. Two toys. And you get two toys. You can sell those toys on the black market, I bet. Technically, if you look at the menu, it does say 12 years old or younger. But what He's are they going to do? Back of my van. What are they going to do? Once you get up to the, the drive through window, they're going to be like, hey, hey. He's in the trunk. Yeah. You hear that? Up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing it to my kid. Uh, McKenzie, tell me about bulk dollars because, like, let's say I'm new to pregame.com. What benefit does bulk dollars have for me? Number one, they do not expire if ever. Don't, if you don't know when to fire, have fifty dollars sitting there for a game of the year or whatever you like, and it's a bonanza. It's really kind of an unfair time to set up pregame.com because you get ten dollars, gets you fifty. That means you spend ten dollars. You wait around, wait for Fezzik's game of the year, wait for my NBA total of the year. You're two and zero. Oh, you're up thousands of dollars. It's you really can't lose. And but this is for new signups only, right, McKenzie? No. You get $25 just for signing up. Welcome to pregame.com. But anyone can get down with the bonanza. So this and is like I go into Cheesecake Factory, and I hand them $10, and they give me $50, a $50 gift certificate. Same thing, right? Exactly right. Wow. Yeah. Instead of a kid's meal, you get a full entree. This, Two of them. And what's wild about it is for that $10, you get 50 bulk dollars. Like when you put out a three-star best bet, what what's that cost? Twenty five dollars, Mackenzie. When you put out a three star best bet in the NBA, what's that cost? Twenty five dollars. So you could get two of those for ten dollars. Now there's no you don't get taxed for using bulk dollars. You don't have to use more bulk dollars than regular dollars. Limit one purchase per person. That's well, that is a rule. We can't let you have all of it. 
But and yeah. we know about you signing up for two Gmail accounts. We were aware. We got geo tracking. Yeah, yeah ain't so clever. Listen, there's some guys who are winning right now. Fez, Fez doesn't like to brag. What? But he is plus 146 units. Wow. All sports since the beginning of 2022. That's a that's incredible, Fez. It's Look been, at you. It's been a really solid run. We did well before that too. 52-31 NFL and college football since the Hall of Fame game. Man. You're killing it. You get every one of my picks. I do. Uh, good fella. 48-22 and 22 NFL and college football this season. The Hitman. You'll hear him on this pod here in a little bit. 43-31 and 31 NFL this season. Dave Essler. 13-2 on three stars. Uh, his last 15 three-star plays. 13-2 run. Nover. Steven Nover. 10-4-1 NFL regular season. And our very own Mackenzie Rivers, nine and two in the NFL this season. You know, there's one streak that's not on here. Scott, what are you in college football so far this season? Eight, one and one in my last ten college football plays. Guys, damn, you got the best percentage. I thought I had the best percentage. That's you had the strong. Best percentage. It's a good time to hop in. Fifty dollars to spend any way you want for only ten dollars. Four hundred percent bonus on your money. It's the biggest percentage that we ever offer. It is one per person, but it's a great way to sample picks. You're not sure if you want to you want to buy Fez. You're not sure if you want to buy Scott. Whoever it is, this is a good way to try it out. Costs you ten bucks. You're gonna get two best bet packages. My UFC package was plus eight point three units on Saturday. Could have gotten that for twenty five bucks. Or you can just pay ten dollars, get that and whatever else you want. Double dip, friends. Go to pregame.com. Click on buy picks. Add the $10, gets you $50 bulk dollars package to your shopping cart, and it's as simple as that. Your bulk dollars are available immediately, and they spend just like cash. This is good through Monday, the 25th. My three-star so, college football is up, and you guys like it. I do. So there you go. Uh, jump on it. $10 gets you 50 only at pregame.com. Now, on to the show. Welcome in. It is week three of the NFL season. This is RJ Bell's dream preview. I am not RJ Bell. You may have noted uh, I sound different than RJ. I think different. I'm just different than RJ in a lot of ways. I'm AJ Hoffman. I watch tape. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm like that. Uh, that will, there will be no Patrick Mahomes uh, impressions while uh, RJ is going to get it in one time. <laughs> To my right, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Steve, how are you? Good hit, big dog. Good hit. Good hit. Uh, to my left, co-host of Straight Out of Vegas AM, the fastest-growing podcast in the world, some would say. Some would disagree. Maybe some numbers would disagree, but I still think it's true. Scott Seidenberg. Scott, how are you? Oh, it's growing exponentially. Exponentially. And to my far left... The super, the, what are you, eight and two or seven, seven, two and one now in the super contest, Mac? Seven, two and one. Mac. The Saints. He, ah, the freaking Saints. You know what? Let's get They're into. professionals. They win the game. Good respect. Let's get into the, the disparate results on our contests because last week on the pod, some solid results. Uh, RJ goes three and two. I went three and two. Fez went three and two. Scott went two, two and one. None of us have had a losing week yet. RJ seven and three on the season. 
because he had a four and one start. Um, I'm six and four on the season. Fez is six and four. Scott's five, four and one. Damn Saints. Yet somehow RJ's got all these winners on the pod, and then on game day for the super contest, you guys went one and four. Did you feed him some losers? What was the what? What happened, Steve? I gave him <laughs> blame the two time winner. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're all looking at you. Did you feed I, him the losers. I he didn't even him, he didn't even ask me my opinion. I gave him New England plus three. So, so you I, fed him I, a loser. I, I, t- I fed him that loser. I'm like, and I gave him Atlanta. And okay, so that was a winner. Won, yeah, we won that one. And I don't know what the, I don't know what well, that was. I mean, that was his best bet on the pod. I, so to be fair, I gave I gave him six other plays, which included the Raiders at nine and a half because the Raiders were nine and a half, and I thought that with the line down to seven and a half, that was one. I I, I gave him like six games, and that was one of the ones that we chose. Even They'll though take blame for that, even though the Bills was my best bet last week. Yes, and even though I have I I had the the best record on this pod last season. I. My job is, and you're two and zero on your five stars. My job is not to direct to communicate what others on the pod have communicated. Okay. My job is to provide. If I, I list the eight games in order of how I would play them, and then it it goes past my pay scale at that point. So super contest is at five hundred. Uh, and super he has contest gold. directed me when I do that to only give my input when I provide. Not, not vetoes. Not, not 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 no no veto isn't my input. Everyone is in my input, but I'm saying my RJ is adamant. Don't don't go beyond. What would you put Fez on your contest? Okay. Okay. So four and one in week one, one and four in week two. So it's at five hundred. Scott and I had the opposite this week. We stunk it up week one in our Golden Nugget contest. We went three and four, and we went five one and one last week in the contest. Uh, Damn Saints gave us a push, uh, and only w- one loser in college football. So it was a, a, a strong week. We're a half game out of the money right. What team now. you lose with? New Mexico. Oh, they stink. I was they on do them. Stink. They're dreadful. You know what bothers me is that AJ and I circled eleven games on the contest sheet, and on the eleven games that we circled, we went nine and two. What are the odds that one of those two losers happened to make our final card? Well, since there's seven, oh, since there's five college players, it's likely. Hmm. Yeah, it's more than fifty percent. Right. Yeah. Oh, so Scott Someone, reached into the urn. Run a binomial <laughs> distribution. I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you. Pulled out a black marble. I'll tell you what the odds were. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. Okay. The odds were, and Mackenzie, you could help me with this if you could. Nine elevenths times eight tenths times seven ninths times six eighths. We get it. The odds times were five sevenths. It, uh, not in our favor. Okay. All right. That's the probability that you went unscathed. Do you need to text your son and ask him? Uh. <laughs> You, I, you can estimate by taking the midpoint. Take seven ninths to the fifth power. Take point seven seven to the fifth. Okay. Anyone got a, a good calculator? No, we trust you. Okay. Well, yeah, we trust the math. Uh, odds were not in our favor. No, got odds it. were not in our favor. All right. Uh, but hopefully th- there's bounce back for the Super Contest gold, and hopefully we stay strong on the Golden Nugget Contest uh, as we try and make some money here. All right. Let's get into this week's games. We're not going to belabor it. Fez, here's the thing, though. Two weeks in, you're 0-2 on your five stars, your five weights. No pressure, but 0-3 teams don't make the playoffs very often. If you start out 0-3, I mean, the season could unravel on you. Where are you going for your five weight? I see calm. We're going Tampa Bay Bucks five weights, catching five. I like that. That That's lucky. 
Um, I'm not a believer in the Eagles. By the way, this is a double like. This is my four weight as well. By the way, this is indeed my Monday night football game of the month. So you no longer have to purchase that because unless you want my props on the game, uh, because I indeed am on the Bucks. You know, it's interesting. You look at the Eagles and because they've won both of their games, people are like not all that concerned. But you look at the underlying stats and this team has not, it, they're not playing well. Their defense is banged up. They're down multiple starters to start the year. And now they're injured on defense. You look at a yards. I know the yards per play is like absolutely atrocious. Yeah, so they're gaining five yards per play. They're giving up 5.7. So that's not magically going to like flip into positive land after one good game. Um, I know it's a small sample size, only two games in, but that sure. New England game, uh, that's troubling. The way Miami just you know, basically dominated that game, and the Pats were somewhat lucky to only lose by seven despite having a chance at the end of the game. And the Pats were right there with the Eagles and won the, st- the stats in that game. And what's not to like about Tampa Bay, for whatever reason, crazy Baker Mayfield, when he thinks he's dangerous and he thinks he's a good quarterback, he talks himself into it. And the team seems to be rallying behind him on offense and defense, aging veterans like Mike Evans playing hard. I think somebody wins by three. Um, I get a home dog in Monday night football and undefeated Tampa Bay team. Let's do it. Bucks. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you said. This isn't the same Eagles defense that it was a year ago. Uh, this th- There's a bunch of young guys on this team, and there's a bunch of beat-up guys on this team. Last week, they were without Reed Blankenship. You they two were, are on Tampa, then this is Yeah, your this what? is my four-weight, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm I'm 0-2 I'm on my four-weight plays, so we got to break some juju here. This always feels like we're playing Battleship. Yeah. You know, it's like you, <laughs> sank, you sunk my aircraft carrier twice already. But uh, without Blankenship and Bradbury last week, and then during the game, they lose Avante Maddox, torn peck, likely out for the season. So now they, they could be without three starters in the secondary, plus N'Kobe Dean, who's already on the IR. That's not ideal against Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Like, that's a bad time to be down guys in the secondary is when Baker Mayfield's confident, chucking the ball around, and he's got multiple wide receiver threats. This is, this is bad. Like Kirk Cousins threw for 364 and four touchdowns against this team and the Bucs are a good run D the Bucs can slow down the run it's not like they're just going to run their ball down their heads like they did against Minnesota and and realistically the Eagles offense just hasn't been that good through two weeks last last season they were the third best offense per DVOA first in rushing fifth in passing that's phenomenal this season they're sitting at 13 they're still third in the rush 23rd in passing. I think they had like four three and outs against the Patriots and they didn't have that like in all their games, you know, in any one game last year. So, you know, definitely the season is still young. I but I've I've seen that I've seen this story before where you take a team that isn't like the Patriots that wins twelve games every year mm-hmm. and they're really good and you're like, oh well the you know, they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. Look at look at how, you know, they got this young quarterback and this great system, and it's like, prove it. You know, it's yep. like, and maybe someone would say, well, the Bengals are proving it, but we'll see. You know, it's like the years, like the, the Kansas City teams that go back to the AFC title game and the Super Bowl each and every year, that's the aberration. And what the reality is, all the time you see a team like Carolina, I remember when they went to the Super Bowl, like, oh, they'll be back. They'll be, they're going to be strong for nope. years. Nope. No, they won't. All right. One note on uh, Baker Mayfield in our composite quarterback rankings 5.5. Wow. Yeah. Who's got him? Uh, the nobody. Only, the nobody only, drafted <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Are you crazy? Nobody's got him, but the only quarterbacks better than him uh, Tua, Goff, Mahomes, Prescott, 
Stafford and Cousins. Wow. Man. Strong showing so far by Baker. I, I didn't believe in him, but uh, I got I got to fade this Eagles defense right now. They are just so banged up. You have a you have an opinion on this game? No, I would just say at some point the Eagles are going to turn it on, and I don't want to be against them when that happens. Okay, because said that about the Bucks last year. Remember? Oh, they're eventually they're fine. They they had all that talent. They gotta they gotta turn it on. And I don't think anybody felt that about the Bucks last year. Oh, the betters did. The betters the betters (laughs) bet that team. That's why they finished with such a terrible against the spread record because they got over. They were literally overvalued the entire year. I will admit that I was expecting money to come on Philly here because like you said the public wants to they want to back Philly like it, the money so far has come in on on Tampa like this line is pushed towards Tampa well if you're paying attention the pros are fading Philly each and every week so week 1 okay. that line was 5 against New England down to 4 then then um standalone game against the Vikings 7 7 and a half 8 7 6 and a half 6 and I five and a half popped. Yes, you could have won with the Eagles if you had access to Circus Sports, the sharpest book in the world, closed at five and a half. Maybe not so sharp on that game week because they got middled, but um, it's still illustrative that, that that line actually closed all the way to a solid six. All right, let's move on to our next game, which is my five weight. And wouldn't you know, for the third consecutive week, RJ Crossfire is my five weight game. And not just that, this is a double like because it's my four weight. So it's your five weight, my four weight, RJ with a crossfire on his one weight. And I'm going to go with, Scott's going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders minus two and a half. Homer. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. Listen, Pittsburgh was very lucky last week to get a, a cover, much less a win against Cleveland. Their offense is terrible. Kenny Pickett. Wait a minute, they're the dog. Yeah. So they still they're yeah. going to have to score some points to cover against the Raiders, don't you mm. think? You think the Raiders are just going to put up a, a, a two spot and the the, the, <laughs> two spot. the Steelers are going to cover? I I, I don't Rouges see. Rouges for the Raiders. Uh it, Kenny Pickett has clearly regressed. Their offensive line is a disaster. The play calling is like from the stone age. You can't count on the defense to score two touchdowns every week and keep you in games. It's just not going to happen. Like it, it, Deshaun Watson is just not going to drop the ball every game and you can walk it in for a, a pick or a touchdown. It's not going to work that way. Then on the other side of the ball, they gave up 5.7 yards per carry to the Browns. The, the tough-nosed Steelers D, when Cam Hayward is not there, they cannot stop a nosebleed. Well, and that Ford kid went for 70 on one one run. That was a big part of that. Okay. I mean, Chubb was eating them up before. Yeah. Ford is a backup running back. Yeah, it's not like the Raiders don't it's not like the Raiders have like the, the guy who led the league in rushing last year or anything. Oh, oh they do have Yeah, that they guy. do have the, have him. Yeah, but he looks slow. I, I th- to me, this is a perfect spot to buy low on a Raiders team mm-hmm. that played way worse than what they really are. Like I said this last week. The Bills, all they do is beat the shit out of bad teams. The Bills did it. Let's let's not act like the Raiders are suddenly a corpse now. They just they played the Bills. Here's my problem. Okay. You're not buying low on the Raiders. You're buying high on the Raiders. Because I, despite the fact that the Raiders um, got their teeth kicked in, and despite the fact Pittsburgh won last week, that all all summer long, this line was Pittsburgh minus one. Mm-hmm. 
and the look of the line was pick them. And now, amazingly, the Raiders are laying two and a half. Well, maybe the market's saying you're right, that despite the performances that Pittsburgh was as fraudulent as fraudulent can be, and Watson just played terrible, and Pittsburgh got two fluky scores, and I would I would agree with all that. But isn't it interesting that the Raiders, who are going to have 45% of the fans in the stadium, what do you say? What do you put the over under? Higher or lower than that? I'd put it over. I put. I, I usually think it's about half, unless it's like a um, another West. Call like, it half. Yeah, like yeah. the 49ers will be more than half. I think the Cowboys would be more than half. I don't know about the Steelers. Yeah, a lot of Steeler fans. But um, but but the bottom line is th- they're not going to have a home crowd advantage in this game, and they're laying two and a half. You know, it's interesting. Jimmy Garoppolo also is a guy that after losing bounces back. He's five and one straight up after losing a game by double digits. Mm. And he's winning those games by an average margin of 6.2 points per game. Now, let me ask you, Pittsburgh has a phenomenal record on Monday Night Football. Now, I'm checking, and this is not a Monday Night Football game. It is not. But it is a Sunday Night Football game, which Mm -hmm. is not all that different other than, hey, I'm likely to be in in attendance for this game. Can you believe it? Oh, you are? Wow. It's the only game game I can attend because I'm too busy with all the games going on. Think about it. It has to be a Sunday or Monday night game, and I can't True. go Monday night because of the raucous, crazy environment, you mm-hmm. know, for Monday nights. For but a Sunday night game, I think I can take my son, and I and Caesar's invited me, so I'm likely to go. Oh, yeah. look at that! There you go. You have a another, feel. For, another you, reason to bet the game. You have a feel on this game. Um, uh, I cannot. I, I like Pittsburgh. But I, did, I didn't pull the trigger because I want three. I like Pittsburgh at three, and I'm indifferent at two and a half. And it just goes back to the value. The line was pick them beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I just don't trust Vegas to suddenly be in that role as a favorite. I, and I, I was with you. I, I was like, oh, man, I bet Pittsburgh during the summer. And I play pick them on Pittsburgh. And I was like, uh, I got to get rid of this. I'll play Vegas plus one and a half, and I'll, and I'll have an, a bad middle. I'm like, now I got a bad Polish middle. Um, so maybe I just double down and bet the Steelers when it hits three and lose a ton of money on this game. Yeah, I, I just can't. I, I don't know what the issue is. And and I guess part of it could be they've played the 49ers and the Browns. There is something to be said. Like, if I'm saying Pittsburgh's offense sucks. Oh, it sucks. They've played two really good defenses, though. Like, the, And the Raiders haven't? They played the Broncos and the Bills. And and their back true. their backup running back Warren was supposed to be good and like he he and Harris like they're not even getting any carries because they can't get any yardage. I think another thing that we have to look at with Vegas is uh, Jacoby Myers is is practicing and if he's on the field opposite of Devonta Adams, it just makes their offense so much better. They were much better in Week One than they were in Week Two without him, and it's just adding another weapon on the outside that takes the focus away. Or or maybe he becomes the guy that gets all the catches if all the focus goes. Uh, against uh, Devontae Adams. Little phony 38-10 to 10 final, they minus three in turnovers. Offense moved the ball, just turned it over, and then the game was done, though. I mean, against again, Buffalo. that's what the Bills do. If you're a bad team, you fall behind a little, the Bills will ride on you. That's what happened. I'm, I'm not putting too much into it. Uh, so the, I, I went against the Raiders last week for my five weight. This week I'm I'm back in the Raiders. Snuck that one out. Our little quarterback, yeah. <laughs> our quarterback composite, Jimmy Garoppolo, 10th in our combined rankings. Number 32, Kenny Pickett. No, mm. he's the worst? He is the worst. So below Zach Wilson. Below Zach Wilson. Below Bryce Young. Below Bryce Young. Uh, who else is really awful? Below... Justin Fields. Oh, my gosh. Mackenzie, this is not a typo, right? Like, Kenny Pickett is below Justin Fields, Bryce Young, and Zach Wilson 
in our QB composite rankings. Yeah, he's 32nd in QBR. Worst EPA in the league, the Steelers, and 31st in PFF. So he's doing a little bit better by the graders, but he's either last or second to last by either of our key metrics. Yeah, I, I feel good about this. I, so do I. I, I. Sorry, RJ. RJ's one weight is on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is what I love about and it. Fez more. calls us homers. That's true. What I love about it is RJ, he'll always say, yeah, you got to pick five. Like he does, There's mm -hmm. one he doesn't feel good about. Well, that, and that's, we that's just, and we what the one-way means, right? And yeah. Last week it was the Steelers. Worked yeah. out for and him. we could just change him between now and Friday. That's true. things change, yes. So Maybe he'll listen to my handicap. I doubt it, highly, but maybe. You never know. All right, let's move on to, uh, since that's going to be uh, Scott's four-weight as well, but we haven't gotten to Scott's five-weight. Another double-like, but crossfire. Now I'm in the Andre the Giant handicap match. It's my one-weight game being attacked here. Mm -hmm. Scott, is, go ahead and take the lead on it's this. It's my five-weight. It's Fez's four-weight. And I'm honestly shocked that, AJ, you're not on this game with us because the pick is the Tennessee Titans plus three-and-a-half against the Browns. And I feel like every time we record this podcast, AJ is telling us how great Mike Vrabel is as an underdog. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? We're talking about, oh, Mike Vrabel. He's 45 games he's been listed as an underdog in. And he's 23 and 22 straight up in those games. Are yep. you bitter that he covered against Herbs and company? Uh, no. I. Mm. You guys have to understand. I don't. I, I don't. I don't care about the Chargers. Well, I don't. Titans thirteen five and one against the spread in their last nineteen games as an underdog over the last twenty years. The Titans are twenty five and twelve against the spread in the first three weeks of the season. Now, what does that mean? Well, how about seven and one under head coach Mike Vrabel? He gets his team ready and prepared for these games. Meanwhile, the Browns, 3-9 and nine against the spread in their last 12 as a favorite. And how good did the Browns look in their first two games? Oh, not good. I can't trust Deshaun Watson right now because he hasn't done anything well, I to think, earn my trust. I think they looked very good against Pittsburgh, but Deshaun Watson looked very bad with this. Not yes. one, but two face mask penalties <laughs> on well, the quarterback, huh? But now you, you take away Nick Chubb from this team how can I trust Deshaun Watson to get the job done against the Tennessee Titans? His body language is all fouled up. You know, it, it doesn't yeah. have this look of like, 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 like someone shoves him out of bounds. Like they hit him in, in the field of play. And he's like, what are you trying to do? You know, it's like, like uh, it's called tackling. It's legal. Kevin yes. Stefanski is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. When the team is a favorite 10 and 19 against the spread. They do not perform well when they are expected to win. Flashback to Nick Chubb, like, cruising down the sideline for the game, covering touchdown and, and stopping and going out of bounds on the one-yard line. And now you want to say, hey, listen, the Titans, they came off a win as an underdog last week. That's, you know, hey, they, they exceeded expectation last week. This is probably a bad spot for them. Mike Vrabel, 14-8 and eight against the spread, covering by an average of 6.8 points per game when coming off of a win as an underdog the week before. I just trust Mike Vrabel more than I trust Kevin Stefanski, and I trust Ryan Tannehill more than Deshaun Watson right now, and I'm getting north of a field goal. That was my biggest selling point on why I'm grabbing the Titans. To be fair, I made this game three and a quarter, so it's the classic example. Three and a half? All right. You know, and lots of the reasons that Scott was mentioning, but if it had been three, there's 
no way that I would be investing plus three. So it, it, it's razor thin. For me, if it was two and a half, I, didn't, I wouldn't even look at this game. Okay. Well, I listen, the, the dog stuff, I knew that I was going against that when I picked Cleveland. I just think this defense is elite. They've allowed one touchdown in two games so far. Do you know how many snaps the Browns defense has allowed in the red zone this season? 0. 0. Mm-hmm. They they have their opponents haven't taken a red zone snap in two games. Well, the Steelers defense ran it through the red zone a couple times. Uh, no, one time. <laughs> well, yeah. One time they threw a pass to Pickens. One time. Uh this is the thing for me. Tannehill in week one was under pressure against the Saints pass rush. Looked like the worst quarterback in the history of time. He's been sacked eight times so far. Ranks bottom five in both completion percentage and yards per attempt under pressure. Browns defense getting pressure on 32% of dropbacks. That's the third best in the league. They lead the league in quarterback knockdowns. And Derrick Henry cannot carry this team like he once did. The, the, the run offense is not the same. Tennessee's going to be without Pete Skaronsky again, who in week one graded out as their best offensive lineman, run blocking and pass blocking. Rookie out of Northwest. Yep, had an appendectomy last week, still not ready to go this week. And, and then on the other side, the Titans have been chewed up against the pass. If there's a game where Deshaun is going to be serviceable, it's got to be this game. I, I don't know if he will be. But if there is a game where he's going to be decent, it should be this one. I think he stinks. I, maybe he does. Russell Wilson looks a lot better, but this Watson, it's, we're rapidly getting to the point where we got we got to bring him down on our quarterback rankings. But I saw Cleveland run the ball well last week, How about even the after Chubb came out. How about the injuries, though? They're stacking up for Cleveland. They're stacking up for Tennessee's without two guys in their secondary, mm-hmm. too. I, I, I mean, there's... We're week three. Everybody's going to have injuries now. Some have it worse than others. Detroit, more Detroit has it bad. I would say there's doesn't it feel like there's been more injuries across the league than we've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it Let's feels that no way. No one plays in the preseason, so they're not getting their bodies ready. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I don't like I don't like this a lot. Again, it's my one weight. But yeah, another man, thing. It, it's the matchup screams Cleveland. And I, and if I truly believe Cleveland's defense is elite, and I do, Tennessee's offensive line is just so bad. That I, I this may look like week one again, where Ryan Tannehill's on his back all game. I just think we're in it. We're in for a low-scoring, ugly game. There is a chance of rain in the forecast. We're looking at double-digit mile-per-hour winds in Cleveland, and if that's the case, it's going to be a, a, a running battle. And I trust Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears more than I trust the backups for the Cleveland Browns. If Nick Chubb was healthy in this game, I'd be on the Cleveland Browns all the way. But he's done, and there's going to be an adjustment period for this team. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. You would go from I'm on the Titans to running backs in. Now I'm on the Browns. It's like a four-point move the, in your you, analysis. If Cleveland, if Nick Chubb was playing, Cleveland would be four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. You just said I would bet the – you implied I would bet the Browns if Nick Chubb was in. I'm saying yeah, I would you're bet the Browns. rewriting the record would, books and how much a, quarter, a running would, back is, is would, valued, I'm which saying, is okay. I'm, I'm just saying, saying that's what you're saying. I would bet the Browns at three and a half if Nick Chubb was in. Because but he's Nick worth Chubb, four points to the line. But if Nick Chubb was in, he the spread would not be three and a half. It would be higher. Do, do we agree on that? I, if Nick I, Chubb was playing, would the Browns be three I, and a half I, point favorite? I but think if you like the Titans, then you think the line should be, what, three right now? Yeah, I think that's fair. So, so Scott's, Scott's saying that he, that he thinks the line should be three, so it's a 55% bet getting three and a half, and he thinks that if Chubb was in, then the line should be four, and he'd actually, gun to his head, would bet the other side. What's Chubb that, that's worth what I'm saying. I would play the Browns if Chubb was playing. It seems like a, a lot of value. 
for the front rack. Because if I, it was three, I, you running, really wouldn't put it on your list. You would think it's it's slightly off. You really think it's two and a half. The line should be. I disagree. If 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 if, if the line's three and a half. If I'm getting plus three and a half, I'm cashing 55% of my tickets. The way you bet, I do agree. The way Scott bets, he likes sides. He likes teams. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm, saying that. <laughs> I just would be surprised if not, it was that I'm much saying, of a move. I, and I, but I'm, not, I'm not sitting here going the Titans are going to win this game. Let me ask I'm you this. I'm saying Titans at three and a half is my, five, my best bet of the week. No one has brought up the fact this is a really bad spot for Cleveland. Let me make my case. Uh, Battle of Ohio against the Bengals. Regional battle against the Steelers. Last time I checked, those teams are all in the same division, and that game was Monday night, and it was – both those games were very physical games. Now, you could say, well, Cleveland was kind of cruising against the Bengals, and maybe it wasn't that hard, but it was an, an emotional win. So, after all those two regional um, rivalries, it's a bad spot, short week for them. Okay. I got to say, like Cleveland, I agree it's a bad spot, and the trends pointed to being a bad spot. The Browns don't would play as a favorite. But look at the scoreboards – Cleveland's sixth best in the league in scoring margin. And if you look at the underlying metrics, they're even better than that. Kevin Cole has them number two in his adjusted scores through two games. Their one bad result was losing by four on the road. The Steelers in a historically spot, historically great spot. They haven't lost in 21 games. I think Cleveland's a very underrated. You want to push, push the button on these bitches with me, Matt? Sean I don't have a button in here. You want me to push it for yes, you? Yes, push the button. Oh, McKenzie's with me. I just Deshaun didn't want to be alone, Watson's Mac. Thank you. Eighth in our quarterback rank. He stinks. He's awful. Right. He's been Where's as bad Hill? as we can imagine, and Cleveland is number six and in scoring down, margin. And down and a lot better six than that in with four metrics. minutes to play, and the Titans, curiously fourth and two, have opted to bring out the field goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is Tannehill in those ratings? Tannehill is at 22nd. Okay. God, he but just seems so much worse. But a 72.2 in PFF. Wow. That happens when you you throw two 50-yard bombs in air yards. The yeah. PFF grades him very yeah, high. PFF's per play, so you'd think two bombs wouldn't make the difference. Oh, that's true. He was the You're number right. one guy in week two. Wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. It does seem a little absurd, but yeah. All right, well, we've done my – or we've done um, Fez's four-weight there. We've done my four-weight, which was Tampa. So let's go straight to, to we've Scott's. Done, we've already done my four-weight. done your four-weight, then I guess we get into the threes. No. Fez, you're three-weight. Oh, yes. You're, you are indeed correct. Uh, three-weight. I am going to go anti the every wise guy in this state. And I'm going to take the Detroit Tigers. Detroit Tigers? The Lions? I'm going to take the Lions, too. <laughs> Minus three. I'm against you on this one. All right. And so, the whole world is on Atlanta. Everybody has bet the Falcons plus six, plus five, plus four. And now I'm playing the Lions and people are like, you're against all the wise guys in the city. And I'm like, no, because none of the wise guys are liking Atlanta plus three because. Because they got three and a half or four. They or got five. six. Yeah. They got six. So I get it. Ritter's undefeated at home in his games with the University of Cincinnati and for the Falcons. Now he plays on the road. And I get it. Atlanta and Detroit, you could make the case, have been pretty comparable teams. I still have Detroit one point better. Well, two for home field, and most I get to three, and it's a fair line. But Detroit needs the game like blood. They lost; they had a home loss already. They're 0-1 at, at, at home. And at 1-1, Atlanta's fat, drunk, and happy with two home wins. They don't need the game, and Detroit does need the game because of what happened against Seattle. So I think that the bounce-back spot off of the straight-up loss as a favorite, I will happily back a very motivated favorite in this game where um, – I mean, it's, it's razor thin. It's like, I think the line should be three and a half. Fine. People bet Atlanta plus five and a half, whatever. I will lay the three. I think 
what you said about your power ratings is probably true if both these teams are healthy. Detroit has so many injuries piling up. Like, David Montgomery is likely not going to play. Taylor Decker went on the IR. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's out, which matters less against Atlanta than anybody. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if you – All Atlanta does is run the ball. That's all they Mm do. But – I think 54% of the time. But now you're going to have – 56, 56%. Jameer Gibbs, who's never had a full workload before, is now the only running back without Montgomery. Um, And then – I, I don't know. It, it, the Lions, one sack this year. One sack. Now, I, I will say, Ritter hasn't been good. A lot of what he did poorly was in week one when he was under pressure the entire time. I, uh, the Lions aren't going to put him under pressure. They're, they're not getting pressure on anybody. So, the Seahawks had their way against this Lions defense, and they were starting to back up tackles. It just feels like as banged up as the Lions are right now, like, I can't trust them. And their offense that was supposed to be so good just isn't that good. Let me ask you, why aren't we playing the over on this game? Well, that's what I was going to say. The total is down at 46 because it's a Falcons team that runs the football. But nine of the last 10 games in Detroit have seen 51 or more points scored. Every, it's like every home game goes over. And when you're watching these these games, so I went back and rewatched the Falcons, and I don't like necessarily Ritter's play, but I do like the fact they roll them out out of the pocket. Um, they have a very creative offense, and my God, they got fast guys. You know, so it's like, it's like as soon as he throws his little dink pass, it's like, oh, here goes Robinson. You know, there goes London. It's just like, wow, this team looks like, you know, with Pitts, that they're they're just poised. They're a screen pass, seventy two yard touchdown away from you know beating me with my Lions minus three bet. Do, do you would you be surprised to know that Atlanta's been better offensively than Detroit? That's interesting. Atlanta, who like is you know yeah because they weren't good against Carolina. They're twelfth per play in EPA on offense. Detroit is fifteenth. Remember, that does De- surprise me. Detroit only put up two touchdowns on offense against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs defense. Chiefs defense is nasty. Oh, I, I guess so. Good. I mean, Are they? But, but, not with their with their best player out, but I mean, look, well, what ask Jacksonville. Seen, what we've seen also. Chiefs are top 10 D. Through two could weeks. Could be Jacksonville, just not very good on offense either. What we've seen through two weeks this season is what we saw last year from this Lions team, and that is that they're a different team indoors versus outdoors. They're a much different team at home. And Jared Goff, uh, he's indoors. He's 16-6 and six against the spread in the last two seasons. For some reason, this offense clicks indoors. They're eleven and three against the spread in their last fourteen home games. And let's face it: if they would have won the coin flip, they would have won by six, and we'd be talking about the undefeated Lions. Maybe so. You know, I mean, really, I mean, do we really think that they wouldn't have won if they had started with the ball in overtime? Maybe. And and we look at the results from last week. The the Seahawks were. But do you think the Lions were the better team in that game? I don't. The Seahawks were arguably the luckiest team all week because of the the the, the pick six. Let me take a look here because I, as you know, I've got, um, I comprehensively go through, and this is one, this is one of the rare games I watched most of the games. So um, the Lions won the yards by twenty yards, and they had six point five yards per play, and Seattle only five point nine, and Detroit was zero and three in turnovers. So yes, I okay. do, I do feel Detroit actually was worthy, deserving of winning that game. All right, so there we go, a little crossfire on uh, Fez's three weight. Let's and go. the uh, our own the hitman is disagreeing with me, correct? Oh, good. He's on my side. All right, let's let's hear from the hitman here. 
Best bet, Falcons plus three and a half at the Lions. Simply put, the market isn't downgrading Detroit enough for their long, long injury report. Detroit is dealing with injuries to their starting running back, their best wide receiver, two starting offensive linemen, their second best pass rusher, and their best safety. With all these injuries, you could realistically make a case that we're getting the better playmakers, the better offensive line, and clearly the better defense in this game. Speaking of defense, Atlanta's much improved defense has allowed 4.7 yards per pass attempt through the first two games. And Atlanta last week played a misleading box score against Green Bay where they only won by one, but they outgained Green Bay by over 200 yards. Atlanta plays a style conducive to playing close games. And I see no reason why this doesn't stay close against a banged up Lions offense and defense. Best bet, Atlanta Falcons plus three and a half. So Hitman, at least he's got a better number than me. Directionally, he agrees with me. I don't think he does. The Hitman's on Atlanta plus three and a half. And what difference could like a little extra point make in um, in an Atlanta <laughs> game? Well, I don't know. Maybe let's look no further than last week mm-hmm. when Atlanta Pick'em lost. Atlanta, um, excuse me, Atlanta minus two lost and Atlanta Pick'em won and Atlanta plus one won. No, you're right. It's a good it's a good point. All right, let's go to my three weight, which happens to be RJ Bell's best bet. So a double like here, and it's and I don't have any notes from RJ, so I won't be able to tell you his reasoning. I'll give you mine and you know you can throw it in the trash if you want or you can ride with it. But it is RJ's best bet. Indianapolis plus seven and a half at the Ravens. Ravens are two and oh ATS. But they played a rookie quarterback in his first start, and then they played a Bengals team that couldn't throw the ball because their quarterback is broken. I I think that this is a little bit of fool's gold right now from the Ravens. No one has been able to punish their injuries yet. Their banged-up secondary that we talked about, all the guys missing, no one's been able to take advantage of it yet. They down five starters now? I think so. And now, guess who didn't practice today? Anthony Richardson for the Colts. And you might be thinking, ugh. Well, you're going to bet this team without their starting quarterback? Well, what I've got now is a quarterback in Gardner Minshew who looked really good last week and is willing to throw the ball down the field, which Richardson really hadn't so far this season. Uh, the, the the Colts haven't been throwing the ball down the – like 20 yards down the field, I think, is the longest throw Anthony Richardson's made this season once. Minshew's going to take shots. Zach Moss gave them a running game last week that they they didn't have before. And the Ravens just can't play. The the Ravens can't play the pass. They're not not going to be able to play the pass in this game. The Colts defensive front has been very good. And they're going up against a Ravens offensive line who's just beat up. They're going to be without their two best offensive linemen. What did the Colts do last week against a Texans offensive line that was banged up? Six sacks, 47 yards. I could see very a very similar thing happening here. This number, 7.5, would feel right if the Ravens were healthy. I think the Ravens are a little bit overvalued given the first, the first couple weeks' worth of results. This could be the game that knocks out a whole bunch of survivor people. Well, maybe not because there's so many big favorites. But um, I'll tell you how you lose this bet. You want Minshew. I do. I would prefer Minshew. Do, 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 do the on the wall, you want that guy, Todd. <laughs> you want God. me on that wall. You yeah. want Minshew in that game. You need Minshew in that game. Because I, I certainly prefer 
Minshew in that game. Well, I don't mind Richardson versus Minshew. I've got him the same. I think Richardson looks great. But here's my concern. You get a concussed quarterback the week before that all of a sudden doesn't run for two touchdowns in the first quarter and uh, suddenly starts to think that he's John Elway and starts just passing the ball, and all of a sudden the trouble starts. So if he if he quarterbacks the way – he's like the anti-fields you know fields this year. He's, just, he's not thinking. He's just going out there and making plays and rolling out. And if um, he sees a lane, he's, 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 he's um, acting um, decisively and attacking it, and that's the way to play quarterback. This is not – it, this is not a sport that you can just analyze back in the pocket with your reads and and spend time. You have to be decisive, and I love what I'm seeing from Anthony Richardson as long as he's willing to keep running, which I'm not so sure he will be if he plays. I'm hopeful he doesn't play, which I you never say when you're backing a team. I hope their their starting quarterback doesn't play. I'm hoping he doesn't play. You'd say that about Houston as well. I would. Well, although man, C.J. Stroud's looked better. C.J. Stroud's looked a lot better than than either of these other. I, you can't you can't lay it on him because their yeah, offensive they're line not blocking is anything. I I agree with that. And, and he's he's at least put up some stats. Like, but Richardson is not taking shots downfield. I want you to attack this Ravens secondary. So I, I I'm hopeful that Gardner Minshew starts. All right, let's go to the next game, which is Scott's three weight, and it's a double like as well. This is R.J.'s two weight. Scott, what do you have on New Orleans Green Bay? Yeah, I'm going to take the two points with the Saints over the Packers. And uh, I look at New Orleans and the way that they played last week's final, maybe a little bit deceptive. They gave up the touchdown and the two-point conversion. They should have covered the number of three. It winds up being a push. Meanwhile, the Packers— Thanks pa- for reminding me. Well, thanks for reminding me, too. I, I, it was my best bet on the podcast, and it was on our contest sheet. Uh, but the Packers— blew a lead against Atlanta last week, a team that doesn't exactly throw the ball all the way down the field, and they still were unable to hold on to a 12-point lead heading into the fourth quarter, okay? And the way that I look at what Jordan Love has done this season, yes, it's very impressive, and he's really doing he's doing it with nobody because he didn't have Aaron Jones last week. He hasn't had Christian Watson, but... He's only been pressured on 12 dropbacks this season. Hmm. The second fewest of any quarterback with a minimum of 50 dropbacks through the first two weeks. The Saints are not going to just let him stand comfortably in the pocket. This like Saints, the Bears do. Yes. This Saints defense is going to be aggressive. The Saints have held opponents under 21 points in 10 straight games. And if they keep the Packers under 21, they they win this game outright, probably. But there's a very good chance that this is going to be who has the football last uh, in a coin flip game. I always like taking the points in that role. I think New Orleans is slightly better than Green Bay. I understand the home field advantage that the Packers have. But the Saints, you know, people talk about them being uh, bad away from the Dome. That's not the case. They're the second most profitable against the spread road team since 2018. So it's not like, oh, they can't play outside the dome. 27-14-1 ATS since 2018 on the road. And in, in that same time span, when it's the second game of a road trip, oh, bad situation, right? Back-to-back road games. Saints are 12-4 and four against the spread. Hmm. Back-to-back road games since 2018. I agree with you. I do have the Saints half a point better than the Packers, so you do have the better team catching points. And even though I have the Packers – with Seattle having the best home field in the NFL, I still am no longer willing to give any team three points for home field advantage. Two and a half is my maximum. My concerns, 
and I don't, I don't really have a, a side on this game. I don't feel good about either side here. It feels like the number's right to me. So I'll just give, I'll give you my concerns. You can knock them down if you can. The Saints run game is decimated. Yes. Like it, it's, they're not going to have Jamal Williams now. They, they're down to guys I've never even heard good. of. Taysom Hill. I mean, that's that, the, and that's the thing. Taysom Hill. He should be good on and grass, I would think. This is the problem with Taysom Hill, though. When he's on the field, you know what's going to happen. Taysom Hill, last year, 84% of the snaps Hill took, they, they ran. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like he's out there to, you know, maybe I'm going to throw it. He, he just This year, they've run on 93% of the snaps he's on the field. They're yeah. not trying to fool anyone. It's but like, last week we want to run the ball, you're on the field. But it's like getting, you get to play 12 on 11 because there is the opportunity to throw. And it, could, last it week, could be out there, and it's very difficult to stop that with but, the extra play. But you know what? When you're Green Bay and you stink against the run anyway, you kind of hope Taysom Hill throws the ball, right? Like it's the it's the one it's the one strength your defense has is against the pass. Taysom Hill ran the ball nine times last week against the Panthers for seventy five yards. Can he duplicate that against the Packers? I I'm, I think he can. They can come close to it. And Fez is right. You have the advantage of the hat on the hat, and he did throw the ball one time, so they do throw in a little deception there. But I, I think what, that ten percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His last snap of the game. They're trying to run the clock out. The other team has two timeouts. He lines up 10 yards back like he's going to just wait, hold on to the ball forever. He runs for 15 yards. He could have scored. I thought he was going to cover for us. And then he kneals oh, down. Is, is like, that right? It was the most predictable yeah. run of all time. They couldn't stop it. Yeah, please please don't bring that up again. <laughs> he could have scored. By, by, by the way, that game landed right on three, and there was actually a parlay card in Vegas at um, Circa. Put minus two and a half on that card. These cards can be very profitable. Well, Green Bay can't stop the run, but if you tell them you're running, mm-hmm. they've probably got a better chance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hope you win this. Well, Atlanta um, told them they were running, and they didn't stop them. That's true. And they and fourth and one, they told Green Bay we're running. Guess what? Atlanta's got uh, the best rookie running back that's come out in five years. Kid looks great. Their entire their entire offense is built to run the ball. That's not what the Saints Ooh, are. Ooh, last five years, there's – Help me out, Scott. You know every player. There's got to have been somebody who's better. The There's not been a better years. running back prospect in the last five years. Really? No. Okay. McK- McKenzie. Yeah, wait, let's pause on this. There's got to be some conversation. Uh, Adrian Peterson. Is that too long ago? That's no. way too long. I said um, five years. Yeah, five. Damn, I can't think of anyone. Saquon Barkley was even more than five Bar- years ago, No, right? no. Bar- was, was it? Was it about five I, years Bar- ago? Bar- I, I liked it. Barkley... Absolutely was better. No, but Barkley he got picked, he got picked second in the draft. He had a great rookie right? season. Barkley's right? uh, this this is his sixth year. Is it sixth? Because remember right. he got he he's on his franchise tag, so that means he's already done five years. He's on his franchise. tag. Oh my tag. god, they should cut him. He's too old. Yeah, <laughs> he's not worth the point. Yeah, let's look up these uh first round running backs. Uh, McKenzie pulling it up here on our board. Jonathan Taylor. Hard, it's hard to believe that we could project Robinson despite looking great in two games. Okay. To, oh. Outpass. My thought was the best running back prospect, like mm. the best guy to come out of the draft, like expectation wise, in the last five years. Josh it, Jacobs, maybe first round pick. Was he? Did he have higher expectations than Bijan? I don't know. Not what, right away, but like he's the best running back to come out of the last five years. Like with within a year, I was more optimistic about Jacobs than Robinson after two games. I don't know. I guess I it's like I said, I meant the buzz about him coming out of college. Like as a prospect, Bijan Robinson's the best running back prospect mm-hmm. since Saquon Barkley. Six certainly. years ago, sure. Yeah. Yep. So sure. but they've built their offense around that guy. The Saints haven't done that. The Saints don't have an offense built around the run game. 
So I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I think that Taysom Hill can have a big game. I, and the Packers are certainly susceptible to the run. This is this was one of the tougher games for me to even handicap. I, I just did not have a good feel either way for it. So God bless you if you do. Uh, I, I certainly didn't. All right. RJ agrees with you, though. So hey, hey, that's a good sign. Better than him pushing the button on you like he does my best bet every week. So if you're uh, if it's week three, you're two and zero, and you're on the road. You're 20 and 18 ATS 52.6% since 2012. So hmm. not not great numbers, but you know this is interesting. I would argue those are good numbers. Those those are I it, all things being equal. If you ask me, wh- what would those teams be two and zero straight up? Mm-hmm. I would have said forty eight and a half percent against the spread. So the fact you're fifty two percent. Well, the average line is minus point seven. Mm-hmm. So they're usually you know favored. Or, you know, I, but. The idea being they'd be slightly over mm-hmm. slightly overvalued. And you know I'm not a trend guy. I think the a lot of these trends work great back in the 1990s. I always go back to like. You never hear like, oh, dentist quits job to bet trends in Vegas. For a <laughs> if you're an away dog, you're nine and five ATS. Yeah, you know, I'll go back to go home. This is your homework. Um, go home and flip a coin a hundred times. You'll be amazed at how hot tails gets at some point. Ten, there'll be a ten and one tails. All right, let's go to Fez's two weight, and man, Fez, I hate this because I. I'm probably going to push the button on you again. You and I are button heads this week. Oh, you'll lose. So my two weights, Washington plus six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so beautiful. Um, we're going to go to Longhorn, have some lobster and Let's steak. Let's do it. Um, or Ellis Island, some for barbecue ribs and get lots of change back. The um, It's all about Sam Howell. He, he looks great. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the kid play, and I'm just like, everything that like other quarterbacks are struggling with, He's not having any problem, and he's mobile. He, I mean, he rolls out. He's looking downfield. He's a dual threat, and I don't like Buffalo. I, I, I mean, they, they, they beat the Raiders. I watched the game's turnovers. Very first drive, Raiders right down the field, score. Um, I think the Bills are still overrated in my eyes. That was like the only sustained drive the Raiders they, had the no, entire game. No, they, they, they're yes, but their yardage was fine the entire game. They just shot themselves in the foot with turnovers. I mean, they got six yards per play. And, uh, Probably because the Bills are elite defensively. Uh, the Bills were elite defensively. They wouldn't have given up six yards per play. Okay. All They're right. The third in DVOA. So I guess I mean, wow. that's pretty. That's pretty solid. I. It's true when you blow out somebody out, they, the the stats can be misleading because you can give up a lot of yards yardage in the second half. Fair enough. Uh, but but I know when I was watching, my biggest thing was, oh, Washington's good, but they don't have a quarterback. And now I'm like, but wait, they do have a quarterback. But here's where you're wrong. Your your thought was Washington's good because you thought their defense was good, right? Yes. Their defense sucks. The Broncos uh, put up thirty. Last, the Broncos week. put up thirty three on them. Like, how's that happen? No, the Broncos incorrect. They they put up twenty seven. They did not. I don't. Oh, don't sorry, count Mary. The, that, that the, doesn't count. Okay. That, they, they, do you disagree? It's no. funny. By our metrics, we actually don't count that play at all because the win percentage was outside of our window of competitive football. That's fair. It's that unlikely. Yeah, so so they gave up 27, and they gave up 330 but yards. But you know what? That's bullshit, though. That's bullshit. Because if that if that play doesn't matter, like then why why was there a two-point conversion that could have sent it to overtime? They played well enough to have 27 points in the chance at a Hail Mary. Fair enough. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm tr- like, the I'm, game was still clearly competitive enough that you, they didn't want to give up that touchdown. Their defense succeeded in stopping the Broncos and forcing one and forcing play, from one the play. and yards. then I would argue 
I when I watched the play, the defense played great. The defense went ahead <laughs> and put pressure on Russell Wilson, kept him from rolling out. He had to launch it from his own 40, so he couldn't even get to the end zone. And then two Washington guys were right there, and they both tried to knock it down. They knocked into each other, and it boinked off one of their shoulder pads up in the air. So it was just like, it, 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 you know what this was? This was like when Robert Ory against Sacramento like like Sacramento like swatted the ball. There's two seconds left. Just 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 knock it out. You get into the stands and the game's over. The clock will run out and somehow it deflected off like Slobonus's um you know <laughs> pinky or something and went right to Robert Ory and it's like it literally a hundred times that could happen and the Lakers win once. Well, that's what happened here to give it the just feels six like points. If it were a nine and po- sixty extra yards. If it were a nine point game, I would go. Yeah, I could see why it doesn't doesn't matter in an eight point game. A one-score game. You're on defense. There was you still no, have to defend. But, but there was what no, do you mean it matters? Like, how do we? we do, does it change the way we think about Washington's defense because of that one play? No, they gave up no, 27 points. And there was no defensive breakdown. It was just an act of fucking god. That K. That, 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 okay, the uh, answer to the 27 points. Denver defense offense isn't good. Russell Wilson isn't good. They gave a bunch of points to Commanders. Washington's gonna gonna win outright. So this against is not, Buffalo. Oh yeah, this is a very Buffalo's deep offense better than the Broncos. This is a rare occurrence. Okay, in the last twenty years, there have only been nine times where nine a two times. where a two and O team is the home underdog of six or more points. Yeah, it's only happened nine times in the last twenty seasons. Those underdog two and O home teams seven and two against the spread. What's the margin? Do you have margin on? I'd have to go back okay, and look but at But still, 7-2, I yeah. mean. And McKenzie, can you, maybe you can answer why this is the case, or maybe, Fez, maybe this, uh, there's a scientific reason for this, but. Is Fez a scientist? Denver, well, because he, they're Where's smart. Where's Mercury? They're smart. Because. <laughs> Next to Venus. In the last five years, Denver <laughs> is the most profitable previous road spot. Teams after playing in Denver are 24 and 10 against the spread the following week. It's like Dragon Ball Z. They train at 100x gravity. Is it it something to do with, like, playing at elevation and your lung capacity is better than next week? I would say it's the opposite. Like, like I exhausted. I would think, well, I think it would screw you up as as a quarterback. It's it's almost like if I'm a golfer and I play a tournament in Denver – now, like my nine iron went it went an extra twelve percent. Yeah. You know, it's like this makes no sense. It's weird. Why though. am I going in the lake with my nine iron now? But it's like so people say, oh, like the Vegas flu. Like the, when you play after playing Vegas, you well, do that bad. Make, well, but that, like that makes sense because you go to to Dre's sure, till sure, three in the morning, but, you beat up some people, and then you have to try to play. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. But then you're playing after Denver, you do good. So it's it's just one of those things. I don't know. It's interesting. I'll I'll give the same stat I did last week, and I got laughed at. But that's all right, because the Bills covered last week. When the Bills played non-playoff teams last season, they were 10-1, 15-point-per-game margin. When they played playoff teams, they were 3-2, and two, plus one margin. The Bills are bullies. They, they ride on shitty teams. And Washington's 2-0, and oh, they're still a shitty team. Go ahead and, and mark this, and when Washington makes – a wild card. Well, Washington we'll, we'll will not make a wild card. <laughs> so all home underdogs that are two and zero on the season in week three are twelve seven and one ATS, and the margin is four point seven eight. What time period is that? That's just all time period in the in the database. So only twenty times has it happened. That's interesting. Well, yeah, it's rare for I, commanders to be in this spot. Well, a two and zero team to be catching six is I can see that being rare. Yes. What's Sam Howell in our uh, our rankings? Sam Howell in our rankings is 18th. 
since 2012, if you want to narrow down that home dog of being 2-0, and you're 5-3 and ATS, cover margin 9.44. I also love the fact that Washington sucked week one against the worst team in the league, Arizona, and maybe Arizona's not as bad as we thought they were. They're, they're still really bad. They're, they might not even be the worst team. Uh, they, they might be better than some of these clients. I'd argue that. You might be right Houston, on that. Chicago? They might be the thirtieth best team. They might be. They might be. You said, like you said, something that struck me because I know you were way down on Buffalo after Week One, mm-hmm. but you gave them no credit for Week Two, right? I, I give them credit. So where do you, where do you have Buffalo relative to preseason? I've I've got them right back to where they were. Okay. I mean, they won. Which, where do you, where do you have them? Fourth, fourth fifth fourth, best team. Fourth. I got. Okay. I mean, they won thirty eight to ten. I mean, come on. Okay. I'm crazy. I'm just not that crazy. All right. Let's uh let's go to the next game and we have a double like here between myself and RJ Bell. Look at that. RJ likes two of my games this week. Yay. But did press the button on my best bet again. Third week in a row. We are both on the New England Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets. And I'll be honest, this was a tough one for me to make because the Pats have been on my card week one. <laughs> Pats were on my card week two. And both times, I felt like, man, I, I should have gotten a better result. And instead, I got kicked in the nuts. I, I was like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football, and Lucy mo- moved it again. And down I went on my ass. And here I am doing it again. But, listen, Jalen Hurts, Tua. Something's changed. Well, I tell Zach you, Wilson at quarterback. I, I tell you what, Steve, you, you're pressing the button, right, Scott? There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> They're 0-2 for a reason. Okay? Mac Jones. Not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. Right. Uh, you're not telling me anything new. <laughs> yeah. Here, let's take a look at the uh, 0-2 teams that are favorites on the road, which is extremely rare, you would think, right? Well, in our entire database, 16 times. They're 6-10 against the spread, a negative 4.03 margin. Uh, I think that everyone is down on the Jets because of Zach Wilson. We understand that, right? He hasn't been good. But last week, we saw the Jets abandon the run game. This week, because of all the media, and I know coaches aren't influenced by the media, there's going to be a focus on the run game for the Jets this week. Brees Hall only touched it four times last week. He's going to touch it over 14 times this week. The Jets are going to run the ball down the Patriots' throat in this game. The Patriots, they are not good at covering the spread since Tom Brady left. Mac Jones is the least profitable quarterback in the last 20 seasons. He's 14-19-1 ATS. They do not perform well in the Wait a minute, spots. wait, wait. That, that's inconsistent. You just said he's like the most the, – say that slower. He's the least profitable quarterback under Bill Belichick. Oh. Yeah. Oh, under well, Bill yeah. Belichick. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I love the way you snuck that one in. Sure. <laughs> Matt Castle was better. Cam Newton was better. Oh, Jacoby, Brissett was better. Jacoby Brissett was better. You got a data sample size Ryan Hoyer seven. was better. All these guys are better than <laughs> Mac Jones. They're like two games. Pat's – uh, let's see. They're, they're one. <laughs> That's a terrible eight. stat. Patriots are one and eight against the spread in their last nine games. The genius is just not the genius anymore. I, I, I will. I will agree with Scott. So the genius was a Dumbo. 
I, I saw him like he, he scores and he cuts the lead to eight. Okay, late in the early in the fourth quarter, and he kicks the extra point. I'm like, be cool, man. Still, we still got a whole quarter. Obviously, you should go for two, but it doesn't really matter yet. And then the Patriots go down 14 against Miami, and they score like five minutes to play. We're like the sharp fifth grader. The word is out. Everybody knows. Kick the two. Go for you two. Go, go for, for two. two. The Eagles pioneered it. Everybody knows it. It's like checkers versus tic-tac-toe. We're not playing chess here or backgammon. But Bill Belichick, all of a sudden, I don't know, Ernie Adams is gone, and maybe Ernie took his whole analytics team because the the the, the genius – kicked the extra point to go down seven, and then Chris Collinsworth, who owns part of an analytics company, or did, suggested, oh, if the Patriots score on their final drive, maybe they should consider going for two and going for the win. Well, if they were going to do that, Chris, maybe you should have opened your mouth and talked about how they should have gone for two down eight. I mean, my God, I can't watch, I can't watch the games anymore. It's just like, it's, it's like the Truman Show. It's like, we will just show the greatest stupid decisions possible until Fezzik's brain explodes. Thank you. I agree Mac Jones is not very good. He's so much better than Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson in four games against the Patriots has averaged nine points per game. And the only reason he's averaged nine points per game is because in his first game, he got knocked out after 10 throws, and Mike White put up 14. And that counts in the stats. That that is Scott. You do, would you say that the Jets team admire Wilson? That they're proud to be playing alongside yeah. of him? Yep, <laughs> they're fighting for him. Okay, you really believe that? I think now they're rallying around him. I don't think they I, like. I'll be honest. I last think, week was a bad week, but it, I I think last week had a lot to do with the fact that they abandoned the run game. They went down early and they panicked. I, and guess what happened? Players started bitching. When players start bitching on social media, you and think that's will, a good sign? They're going to get force fed. I'm telling you this. This week, the Jets are already melting. To be fair, like like, like the expectations were there. They they're gone now, I, and the Jets don't like it. I Everybody thought they were going to win. Now they're losers. They're, they're not gone. Is the point? You 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 you've got our own. You spot. said they're gone. I yeah, and I'm right. But we've got <laughs> we but but I'm listening straight out of Vegas, and I'm hearing all this bullshit. Wow, the Jets were just hopeful to be two and two, and if they're well, two and two, schedule. they're past. I, we've been through yeah. all this. Yeah, no shit. Because they won <laughs> they won a game they're supposed to lose week one, and now I mean so 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 they steal one other game, and now they're staring at a seven win year. Uh, instead of a 10-win year because they don't have a quarterback. The, the three you know ga- it. I know it. Stop being in denial. You need to trade for Kirk Cousins. The three games that Zach Wilson played against Belichick where he didn't get knocked out in the first quarter, his QBR in those games, the average is 18. He's been sacked 11 times. Is this total 37? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, we could get there with the defenses. I, I think you might be right. 36 and a half now. Yeah. And we got threes popping up on the board. I'd much rather take the Jets at three. You know, the, whenever there's a really low total, there's always, like, some props that are fun to bet, like punts. Punts over. Like, you know, um, if you can find stuff like that, um, there's ways to bet that there will be no offense that can be very effective. There's, like, a Caesars prop. I'm probably going to be betting this. The prop is, will there be a first down on the first play of a drive? Well, the no looks juicy to me, although I did – kissed the baby in one Army-Navy game, like the very first play of the game, I bet, like, no on the first down, like minus 800, 12-yard game. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Still went like 17-2. and two. What's, your, uh, what's your lean on this game, Fez? Uh, I, you know what? 
I would love Jets at three. The line's like two point seven, mm-hmm. so it, I I have nothing at, at two and a half. I think it's correct. Yeah, the uh, because Belichick might just totally mess up Wilson, even though he just threw the man under the bus. The two the two games last year, one was twenty two to seventeen, the other was ten to three. Ugh, mm. these are ugly. Zach Wilson had seventy seven yards passing in that game mm. week eleven last week. 77 yards passing. Two is going to get that on his first And he played the full game. Plus 3,500, no touchdown scored? No. Okay. Defense will score one. But what's bet? Yes, defensive touchdown plus 240. All right. Defense special team score. I like that. (laughs) A lot, actually. Let's go to Scott's two weight. Scott, what do you got? Carolina, Seattle. What's um, What's the quote that RJ says? Like, sometimes, like, the ugliest. The bet, hardest, the hardest bets, bets to are make the best ones. To are make. the best ones? That was me on Seattle last week. Yeah, um, I'm taking the Panthers plus six points, and the reason is I don't like what I've seen from Geno Smith this season. Seattle last week, one according to our luck metrics, one of the luckiest team to win that game. They got a pick six and they won in overtime. And they're minus three in turnover. And, plus yeah, three in turnover. Yes. And Geno Smith, 2-9 and nine against the spread in his last nine starts. And Seattle... That math doesn't add up. I'm sorry, 2-9. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm thinking about the nine number, okay? Yeah, math doesn't 2 and 7? 2 and 7. Okay. All right. So you, you're looking at here uh, a Seahawks team that is favored by six points. I understand it's a tough place to play on the road. And the rookie quarterback going on the road, playing in a tough environment. Do we know he's going to play? He didn't practice today. He's got an ankle. Like this could be an Andy Dalton game. That could be Even, a real. That could be. That could be better. Great, I'll take Andy Dalton. Uh, well, well, it's much better. Yeah, I've got Andy Dalton a good, you know, two points better but for an upgrade. Really? But this is this is something that that you, you. I mean, is this even a question? Who would you rather have a quarter? Who would you rather have for your backup quarterback? You know, um, a, a, a rookie that can't play or Andy Dalton? I'd I mean, much rather have Andy Dalton. I mean, I've got Andy Dalton as a solid yeah. like backup minus two Minshew, almost as good as Minshew behind an offensive line. I'd, I think I'd rather have the guy who's somewhat mobile, like behind this offensive line. Like they can't now protect. That's a good, that's, that's a good point for the for, – You have a, you have that, a statue we, back there. And we saw that with Houston. They can't – they need yeah. – they, having a, a quarterback that's, that's, that's younger and mobile is going to enable them to score You can something. buy a little bit of time. Yeah, you can maybe but, do but, something. But, I mean, Bryce Young, he's only run the ball five times this year. No, but he, he, he's only run the ball like – Past the line. Past the line. Yeah. But he's scrambled yeah. to make – like. To buy time, yeah. certainly. Last year with the Saints, Andy Dalton tied for 12th in PFF QBR yeah. composite. Yeah, he actually okay. was good last year. Um, that's the part of the reason why I was on the Saints overs. Don't I upgrade be... the quarterback, and I talked about how they actually won with Andy Dalton last year. Mm-hmm. But let me let me just say something here about, we talked about how bad Frank Reich was in week one, right? And Mackenzie, you had the numbers, right? Frank Reich was like horrible in week 0-4 one. 0-4-1 straight yeah. up, 0-4-1 ATS. And week two, also, uh, he was a, he's a little bit better, right? But in week three, four and one straight up, Frank Reich. It seems like whatever he, he does, out. no, no, they figure no, it out. No, 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 no. Whatever, whatever. I was walking by the roulette wheel and I saw black come up four sure. out of five. I mean, come on, it it can't be two, two and one. It's going to be three and two instead of or two and three. So it's one more in, in a trade. I, I think you're getting fooled by randomness like that movie, A Beautiful Mind. You're finding the Russian. I'm code. just looking at I'm, week, I'm week just, three. I'm just looking at patterns. Not here, week four. And, and if a guy week three it a, kicks in. If a guy never wins in week one and then wins in week three, maybe there's something to it. Maybe he just 
I don't know what I don't know what his coaching strategy is. I don't know how he runs his practices. Talk to me when I don't he's know how forty he and twenty. Seasons. I'm not in that locker room. But for some reason, by the third week of the season, Frank Reich's teams figure the thing out. And in this spot, I do not trust Geno Smith. I do not trust them laying this big of a number at home. I don't think that the home field advantage is as huge as it was when the Legion of Boom was there. And I just think Seattle got lucky to win last week. And if they would have lost last week, this line is probably not six. Let me ask you, how do you feel about this happened with Detroit? You lose your home opener. Is that a good thing or a bad thing when you're a favorite than your second home game? I, th- I think it's a good thing. that you're, you're, you, RJ always talks about he wants a motivated Yeah, favorite. I agree. You don't want to start 0-2 at home. You don't want to let the crowd well, down. I would, yeah, okay. So the players fight harder, all right. So they, they fight harder. So you accept that. I accept that. I My, you know if else? you got Andy Dalton, but you, know what you, ha- got, you got to go to the window. But you know what happened last week? The, the Panthers never quit, and they backdoored everybody. And, we got the, and they got the push because of an octopus. This is a six-point line. That shows they got this, me the win. This team, this team they got me the win, baby. This team ain't quitting I, when they're down by 13 at the end of the game, when they're down by 14 at the end of the game. Because you know what? Down by 14, scoring a touchdown, what's the analytics say? Go for two, two. and be down six. By the way, the, um, the analytics people, and I've never heard anyone else say this, but frankly, it's, it's solved by inspection, obvious. When you're down 10 and you score a touchdown, you should go for two. I read an article today. Really? It said that when you're down by seven now, you should go for two. Really? Mm-hmm. It, late in the game, and it was Eric Eager uh, who wrote the article. And he I said, disagree with him. And he said, well, think about this. Late in the game, if you're down, if you, if you, you score a touchdown to go down, uh, to go down seven, instead of kicking the extra point to go down six, you go for two to make it five. Because if you hold the other team to a field goal, six to nine makes it a two-possession game. But if you get the two-point conversion and make it a five-point and you let up a field goal, going from five to eight, it's still a one-possession game. Your winning percentage is actually higher if you make it a five-point game than a six-point game. I, I, well, I agree with that permutation. I disagree strongly with him because it's so many games late in the game. There's just going to be time to get one stop and to drive down and score. And That's win the thing, one. but if you if that one stop is allowing them to kick a field goal, because most of the time, the if there's team, four minutes left, yeah. how, by, by what miracle am I going to find a way to kick a fit to drive the length of the field and get the field goal? No, Matt, the, the, the other team I'm saying, I understand defensively. Yeah. I'm kicking off with three fifty-five left. How the hell are but you going to go from times, your, how are you going to go from your 25? I wonder into if it changes the, the way you play defense. Field goal. Well, if I'm, you know, you can give up a field goal. You, you, that means you can give up a 50 yard bomb and the game isn't over. Yeah, it's exactly a bend. Don't break that mentality. That. Well, Mac, I, what, and, what, what do we have up on the board here? Uh, just querying physics trend. It makes sense. If you lose your home opener in week two, week three, you're at home, 57% ATS. Oh, I like you know, that. You know what's even stronger? Give the over-under numbers. Ooh, 17 overs, 34 unders. Ooh, see, that, hmm. That, you're, you're motivated on defense. See, 17 and 34, I'm getting excited. Even if, I can't ex- even if I can't explain you it. You know what? In an under game, I'll take the six points. Um, one extreme, one extreme, like AJ hinted at this, like like you, 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 your defense, none of you do you want to like sell out. Like let's say the team had a second and one. Okay, so you kick off, they start on the 25, they get to the 34. You should literally, you're down five. You should tell your Give team. Give them the first down. You should not just the first. You, you jump offside, yes, but like the extreme is, let them run all the way down to the 10-yard line and then tackle them. Yeah. Let them gain 60 yards because now they can't get any more first downs, and you'll be able to stop yeah. them in the red zone. 
Uh, all right, let's go to our next game. Oh, you know but what? I I've disagree. Got... For the record, I, 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 not just disagree. I strongly disagree with Eager, and I don't believe that he's used any kind of Monte Carlo simulation. I think he's just pulling that out of his ass because he's really, really smart guy, and really, really smart guys can say stuff like that, and people will agree with it. Scott, Would you do a sixty-minute debate? Right here at the pregame studio. If there's four minutes left, there's no effing way Eric Eager, even though he's smarter than me and knows 100 times more than me, is correct about this. No way. But but and, and but if you're down 10 and you score to go down four, I am 100% certain with like four minutes to play, you go for but two. Thing because is, you don't know if you're going to win in overtime, and this way you know what you need. But think you, about this. What I said, like, so you score, right? Now you're down seven. If you go for two and you're how, down five. four minutes left. I, 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 kicking, I'm with you. You're kicking an onside kick. If you don't recover the onside, no, with four minutes to go, you're I don't on, know how you're much time drugs. is left in the game. I, I, I quantified. I said there's okay. four minutes left. Make it five. Make it three. Make well, it, then you kick the extra point if, and kick it away. If, if there's but if a there's minute, one minute left in the game there, and you have to kick the onside kick, and you have three timeouts, then you kick the onside kick. You don't recover it. You hold them to a field goal and you're still down one. By possession. what miracle? How again? How, they were going to recover the onside kick on your 47. How are they going to kick a field goal? How are they going to? How are they going to like matriculate down the field 15 yards in in 59 seconds? Scott, let me ask you one thing about this game before we move on. How concerned are you about J.C. Horn being gone, particularly against a Seahawks team that's got like badass wide receivers? And not just yeah. him. There's another key starter down on defense, right? I think. Well, I just don't trust Geno Smith. I, I, I last year was a great year. This year, I'm not seeing it from him. And I thought there was going to be a downgrade from him this year. And I think we're seeing a downgrade from him this year. I mean, he's ranked highly. He's uh, he's ninth in our composite rankings, which is a very high ranking. But I I I I don't see it. Um, chance of rain on Sunday also could limit the passing ability. But then again, it's Seattle. They're used to it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next game, which. If we thought Scott and Fez have been going at it, well, now they're going to crossfire. Uh, I'll probably agree with them this time. Scott's one weight. Fez is one weight. It's Chicago and Kansas City. Fez, you get honors. Uh, which side are you on here? I, I think I'm on Scott's side. I think he's probably right on this one. <laughs> okay. You want to switch? Uh, Vito and company like put me on Chicago like some wise guys I know. Um, and power rating wise, so physics uh, one weight wise, is. I make this twelve and a half, and I'm taking thirteen. I mean, on a team that's completely dysfunctional. Scotty, tell me, tell them the viewers why I lose. All right, so <laughs> so the Chiefs are laying thirteen here, and the Bears have so much dysfunction going on right now. I don't know if anybody lasts the entire season. First, we have Justin Fields saying the reason for his poor performance is coaching. Then he has to have a press conference in the locker Over room. Overcoaching. Walking back his comments to say it wasn't, I, I'm not criticizing the coaching, it's, it's all on me. We have the defensive coordinator who did not coach last week because of personal issues, now resigning because of health issues. There's rumors on the internet that there was an FBI raid, and I'm not going to feed into any rumors, okay? We don't do that. But we'll all say you is that- You just did. I'm not well, feeding into it. I'm telling you just that what's out there. The you're rumors reporting are on the there. rumors. <laughs> and But the, the the Bears are denying it. Everyone's saying those are just rumors. It's not true. He resigned for health issues and personal uh, personal issues. So now Matt Eberflus is calling the plays for the defense. I don't like it when a head coach calls plays. I like when... I'll be honest. I think anybody can call plays better than the Bears' defense has called plays. <laughs> you know what sucks? Eberflus called the plays last week. How oh. that work? Everything was going so well for the Bears up to this point. They no, also, not really. Wait, wait, no. There's more. I know it's like a. Uh, it's such a minor thing because he's like a third string quarterback. But they released Nathan Peterman today, 
And it makes oh, me I wonder, love it's like, Nathan it's like, Peterman. what's going on in that quarterback room? Like, is Justin Fields, like, arguing with guys in the quarterback room? And so they release Nathan Peterman because they don't want any dysfunction in the locker room. John it's, Gruden always would say, I love This whole Peterman. situation is just bonkers in Chicago. And now they have to go to Kansas City and get walloped by the Chiefs? Who, like, are, you know, Kelsey looked okay, a little bit hindered. Now he's another week. Chris Jones, but another Chiefs week. But Chiefs don't really wallop people. Chiefs just kind of, like, do enough to get by and turn the on switch on, right, in the fourth quarter. I think McKenzie does. Maybe he's he, he's found the bet. McKenzie, what are we betting in this game? Justin Fields over rush yards. Shout out to R.J. Bell. He was on this first. Makes a lot of sense. When he's saying, I just got to go back to playing football, like, I know I know how. Like I've played my whole life, not listening to these coaches telling me about who's open and who's not. When he says that, it seems like he's going to be a little aggressive getting out on the on the getting out and running. That means roll out to the right, and if my <laughs> backyard football, if my yeah. primary target isn't open, just put my head down and tuck it and go. Well, right? what's interesting is that through the two games, there's only been two designed runs for Justin Fields this season. That's compared to last year, where he had. Uh, or, excuse me, in the final nine games of last season, he averaged 3.4 designed runs per game. And why keep him in the pocket when he's uncomfortable going through three progressions and and says so? Because he can't do it. So so given that, why not roll him out and have, you know, one sh- one short guy and one, t- and one deep guy, and if neither one of them is open, he runs. I can handle that, and I don't know football. Let's talk about the Chiefs side of this. Does anybody think the Chiefs look normal on offense? Like, do, do things Not look yet. right for them? Like, what? What's? Well, they're wide. Re- they're fine. Their wide receivers suck. Okay, everything else is good. But their wide receivers sucked last year, and they weren't scoring. They weren't this bad. They weren't scoring nineteen points a game. I, I, I mean, it's hard to believe that Nicole Hardman was like, and, and was that much better than the Sky Moors of the world. But my God, I mean that. You, you, I mean, you, let's face it. Mahomes was played great week one, and and his guys just couldn't catch. I mean, that ball goes right through Tony's hands. It's embarrassing. Like, not putting up any. Even the fourth and 25. You catch Not putting up any points against the Jags is, like, pretty concerning. They played the Jags and the Lions, and their offense looks like trash. That's a a bad sign. I do think that Kelsey is, with every week, he's going to get better, and the offense is going to look better because the the offense goes where he goes. I mean, last week he scores a touchdown just because of the, the, the feel that he has with Mahomes, right? That's why he scores the red zone touchdown. But he didn't do much, and, and and he was targeted a lot, but he it just he didn't look 100%, and no one can expect him to be 100% coming back. But Kansas back. City doesn't care about covering. Well, we've seen that, you know, that they, they do just enough to win. And I can't – and 13 just seems – that's why my, my buddies are on this game, is that just that they've seen this movie so many times where Kansas City, of course they're going to win, but they're not going to get margin enough. I'd like to look at a, a Bears team total under. Because I don't think that they're going to score much. I, I, I just th- there's so much dysfunction with this team. We know the Chiefs are going to score. Uh, they're they're definitely you know this is like a get right game for their offense. But as far as the Bears, and I understand the whole Justin Fields running the football, and maybe that's going to uh, change things for their offense. But don't you think the Chiefs know that, and, and they're going to be prepared for Justin Fields running the football? I, I just think that the, the Bears aren't going to score much in this still game. Hard Their to, team total is 16 and a half. Still really hard to stop. I mean, so often you, I, I, I see a linebacker and a quarterback, and it's like he just runs past them. All right. Uh, one last game with any weight on it, and it's RJ's four weight. Uh, none of us had a take on this game, but I, I mean, a hard take, but we'll go through it anyway. The Rams, RJ's on the Rams plus two and a half at Cincinnati. 
I don't hate it. It, it I'm start it's starting to look more and more like Burrow's just not going to play. So little money came on Cincinnati from two up to two and a half. Yeah. After collapsing the, downward, the Rams have to be like a good teaser piece, right? It, no, it, because there's too much volatility in the number. So if, if Burrow plays, the Bengals are going to be laying four, and you're going to say my teaser sucks from two and a half up to eight and a half. If Burrow doesn't play, the Rams are going to go off as a one point favorite, and then your teaser's really good. Um, I I use the example like in the movie Wall Street. Michael Douglas is always like, buddy boy, stop telling me the information that's out there. I need to go out there and get me information. This game's going to close four for the Bengals, minus four, or it's going to close Rams minus one. So figure out which one is going to happen, and let's get at this as the news is breaking before the market reacts correctly, and you'll, you'll get it a good bet, and you'll have all of eight seconds to get down before the line moves two points in either direction because this line right now is, is telling us we don't know if Burrow's playing. If Burrow wasn't, if it was certain Burrow or ninety five percent Burrow's not playing, it would be Pickham. I'll be honest. If this line were, if if I knew Joe Burrow that pl- the, the same Joe Burrow that played Week One and Two was playing this week, and you said the line was Bengals minus four, I would want the Rams plus four. Yeah, well, then that's you why. Have that's why I like me at six and a half instead of handicapping college football because that's what that's this line was six and a half for yeah. twelve hours. And and I to be fair, I agree with you. And I was asleep at the wheel. You know what? And the only I, I use this example after live betting. We talked about this on Monday. You live bet all day for twelve hours on Saturday and for twelve hours on Sunday, and you're doing all these podcasts. It's really hard to be alert enough to spot like really bad mistakes. That was just a bad line. It's funny because I was listening to one of the local. Um, content providers, and they're like, boy, if I could get plus seven on this game, that, I, I'd really like that. And it's it's so funny. It's like now they're like, oh, if only I could have gotten plus four on this game, I would have really liked it. So, it at some point, you just got to really like it and fire. Look at this. The, the look ahead for week four, Cincinnati minus one and a half at Tennessee. We're not even sure if Burrow's going to be playing week four. Right? If, yeah. if Burrow, if like, if this, what, would, a great what would this have been in the summer? It was like, minus three and a half. I mean that tell like, yeah. This tells me that there, oh, there's almost that, no way Burrow plays this week. Yeah, and if that's the case, what is it, Jake Browning? Yuck. Yeah, maybe you tease. Maybe you know. I'm so you're selling me on. Maybe you tease the Rams from two and a half up to the eight and a half. And even if it, the Burrow plays and the Bengals close minus four, you, at least you can say, you know what, I should I should have bet the Rams plus seven anyways, and now I now at least I got something on them plus seven and a half. Or plus eight and a half. The problem is, oh, I guess I could use the Saints as another leg. Oh, there's tons. There's always teaser options. You can play yeah. the Jets. You can play the Jets. You can play Baltimore. Come on. You got lots of lots of lots of good, you know. What about Jacksonville? Jacksonville, down. thank you. Jacksonville and and don't be no teasing to minus three. Uh you, you, you know, we you you gotta use your six and a half point teaser. You gotta get it down to two and a half. You never tease to minus three or to up to plus seven. You always get above seven or below three, not on the number. Jake Browning in three preseason games this year, 32 of 45, 277 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. All right, let's go through these last few games that we don't, none of us had any of our weighted plays on. We'll give some quick thoughts, opinions on them. Let's start with a battle for AFC South supremacy. Jacksonville and Houston. A classic rivalry. Jacksonville, minus nine, hosting the Texans. What say you, Steve Fezzik? Well, it dropped from nine and a half to nine. No difference between the two, right? Same thing? Yeah. No. 
Ah, teasers. Teasers, exactly. So I make the game nine and a half. So I'm not going to like lay nine because I've got an edge, but I most certainly will load up on Jacksonville with my teasers, six and a half point teasers or seven point teasers down to two or two and a half and take a big position. I, I would argue, I don't think this is a very big variance. I think I'd be shocked if Jacksonville didn't win the game. Houston with that O-line all banged up. But I, Laramie Tunsil did practice today oh, did on Wednesday, and I, I mean he's one guy, and it certainly doesn't speak to continuity on the line, which is still going to be bad. But he's by far their best. I mean he's a, an elite offensive mm-hmm. lineman in the league, mm-hmm. and him being back to pra- back at practice is, is a big deal for them. This does fall into Fez's trend, though, of a team losing their home opener mm. and then wanting to. Play bounce, hard bounce back yeah, after back, the disappointment yep. against Kansas City. So I am going to shove more than likely with Jacksonville with my survivors, which are all all three of them are still alive. And I like this. I like this all in September. Just keep shoving. It, it, go all in. Works every time but the last time. Some thoughts I had on this. The Jags couldn't move the ball at all against the Chiefs last week. Mm-hmm. If you told me a team got three turnovers – their opponent got called for 12 penalties, and then you said that team didn't score a single touchdown, I'd say that's almost impossible. Mm. It's almost impossible to think that could happen. It happened. The Jags could not score a touchdown last week, despite 12 penalties on KC and three turnovers in their favor. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a favorite. 2-6 and six ATS. 0-4 oh when he's a favorite of more than four points. <sighs> I've seen some promising things out of Stroud. Like, he still sucks, but I don't think it's all his fault. I, I think that line has a lot to do with it. And I, I don't know if the Jags' defense is good enough to punish him for it. Uh, I kind of lean to— That Houston defense is looking terrible, though. It does. It, it, it's funny because defense and uh, and the run game is kind of what I thought would be the strengths of this right. team, and it turns out neither one of them are good. Um. I, I lean to the Texans. I, I'm, I just don't. I don't have a lot of interest in this game, Scott. What you got? You lean one way or the other. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. We talk about how good he is in the second half of games. I think that's where we'll see the Jaguars pull away in in, in this one. Um, he's fourteen six and one against the spread in the second half. He. That's where this might go from a six seven point game to a double digit game because the Jaguars don't let up in the second half. Trevor Lawrence will find it. I can't trust. I just can't trust what I'm seeing right now from even CJ Stroud looked good last week. Uh, I will say that, but it was the Colts. Jaguars are better than the Colts. I, I don't trust them to get it done on the road. All right, let's go to Denver at Miami. Denver plus six and a half. Somebody has a best bet on this game. It's not one of us, but let's hear from uh, Dave Essler before we give our thoughts. We're going to build off the Bucks win last week. I love, and it's okay to love something, the Miami Dolphins minus 6.5 over the Denver Broncos. I gave out the Broncos' win total under all summer. Plenty of pushback. Wilson's seen his best days without his ability to run, and Sean Payton does not have Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, or Michael Thomas. The Broncos are 0-2. The Broncos are 0-2 at home. This is their first road game, obviously, and it's in South Florida, which of course is not the dry Colorado air. Under the guise of the Dolphins being at Buffalo next week, I did pause, but this is their first home game off two nice road wins, and the home team, Miami, was 6-2 and two their last season. Conversely, Denver won exactly one Uno road game without the mile-high advantage, which is a real thing. Through the first two weeks, 
The Dolphins are number one in yards per play, and it's not close. They're converting those yards into points. They're fourth in points per play. The Dolphins have played the Chargers and Belichick. Denver has played the Raiders and the Commanders. That simply widens the disparity between these two teams, and I'm betting, again, accordingly, because with that total going up, I have more room for margin. I love the fish, minus six and a half points. This almost made my card. Did it? I yeah. think this is actually a pretty strong point that Dave's making in that Denver always wins at home weeks one and two in the NFL, and they just lost straight up weeks one and two, and that's a very, very unnerving sign for how this team's going to play this year, especially now they're in a hostile environment in the heat and humidity of South Florida. So prior to this season, 30-3 and three straight up when the Broncos are favored at home in weeks one and two, 0-2 oh in 2023. It's not good. Yeah, not a good sign. Th- this really almost made my card. Um, I was, I just, to me, I was worried about the whole zero and two playing with desperation, you know, and things like that. But um, Den- and Denver's point differential is is the best right now for any zero and two team in the Super Bowl era. Like they're zero and two. They lost by three points total. <laughs> yeah, but they're the negative three point differential. So things could be could be different. I know the hail mary. We try to erase that, but anything. But Tua is so great at home. He's 15 and four at home, a 67.82 completion percentage, 24 touchdowns to nine interceptions, four rushing touchdowns. He's comfortable at home. And I, I just, I love back in Miami at home. You mentioned the heat and the humidity. I like earlier. the overall. Yeah. So I think the Miami team's going to score 31. Here's my question. And this is why I'm hesitant to get on Miami right now. Had they lost the game to the Chargers? Or the Patriots, both of which were distinct possibilities. Very unlikely. Patriots, very unlikely. Certainly Chargers. Patriots win. I mean, the Chargers was essentially a coin flip. The Patriots. Yeah, we had Miami as the underdogs to win based on our fourth quarter win share versus the Chargers, but 93% against the Patriots. They had a big lead in the fourth. Okay. If they'd lost one, let's say they'd lost that Chargers game. Sure. What's this spread? Same. Is it? it? Yeah. I mean, it feels like. There's so much love for the Dolphins they're, right now. They're at 7.4 yards per play. Esler mentioned that. The next, they, highest, they pl- the next highest team in the league is 6.5. They've played the Chargers. The Chargers are the worst defense in the world. And they played the Patriots, they, the no, top five D from that, last year. Now, let's be fair. That's true. Let's be fair. The reason the Chargers are the worst defense in the world is because they got torched by Miami. It's kind of circular <laughs> logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh... Is it? I mean, the chart, the, char, the the Miami's not the only team who's put up big uh, numbers against the Chargers. They were average last year. They're so not suddenly the worst in the league. Well, they were average because their defense was all banged up. That's what up. I'm saying. Their defense specifically their, was so average. Their defense was supposed to be pretty good. That's why they're supposed to win 10 games this year. Yeah. I, I It just feels like Miami is – there's a lot of public lo- – like, Tua is a, a, a favorite to win the MVP. By, by example, what was the summer line, McKenzie? Three and a half on this game? One sec. Four? It just feels like yep. there's a, a lot of love on my and Wilson right is now. Wilson is playing better than expected. I th- I think he actually does look pretty good. It was three and a half Miami favorite. Now it's six mm. and a half. And the Broncos five point three yards per carry last week. I think getting Jerry Judy back helps. Yep, sure. Uh, it opens up the, the some things on the Over. offensive side. Over, but the, yeah, the Dolphins twenty ninth DVOA against the run. I think there's lots of points here. I think you're right. Um, Forty eight and a half seems low. Yeah, so I, I I'm gonna I, I think that's the only way I'd look in this game is a total, but make sure it's not gonna be raining. It does feel it like it always the, rains in South Florida. Yeah, it does feel like the, the dolphins are just pricey right now. Mm, yep, there's rain. Yep. Shocker. It's gonna be rainy on Sunday. We're at 
uh, scattered thunderstorms every day. All right, yeah, let's get to percent chance. Let's get to the game of the week, and that is the Dallas Cowboys ah, minus twelve yes. and a half at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you mentioned Fez earlier that the Cardinals might not be the worst team, and they might not DVOA. What's your guess, DVOA, where the Cardinals are right now through two weeks? Um, on offense, I would say they're like 17th. Overall. 24th. Scott? Yeah, right around there. 18th. Ooh, mm. okay. Better, Dobbs looks good. Better than expected. Their, their DVOA is better than Seattle, Denver, both L.A. teams, New England. Like, Arizona's been solid so far. Dallas is number one. In DVOA, Dallas has mm. been real. Yeah. Dallas is number one in offensive DVOA. Dallas is number one in defensive DVOA. They are very good at sports games. Their defense is scoring a touchdown in this game. The summer line we talked about summer lines. Summer line on this game. Do you know what it was, Fez? Yeah, because I bet it. It was Dallas minus six and a half. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas is clearly better than people thought. And Arizona is clearly better than people thought. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Man. I think I, I, I find it hard to believe that Dallas's improvement. Well, I can tell but, you is is that much more than Arizona's improvement. In fact, I have upgraded Dallas by two points, and I've upgraded Arizona up only only by a point and a half. Hey, Arizona's two and zero ATS though. Yeah. So yeah, you're saying covered. since the summer line, this should be Dallas minus seven now. Yeah. So the but point, you would bet every dollar you had if it was Dallas minus seven. I was right now. I was jamming Dallas. Yeah. During so, the summer. So that was just a bad number. The, I, and and it's going to be nothing but Cowboy fans. Now, all that said, the reason why I'm not rushing to back Arizona here, Arizona has been so bad in the second half of games. I mean, the the, the Giants game mm-hmm. we saw, but in the fourth quarter they've been outscored twenty-seven to zero. When you bet a 12-and-a-half-point dog, you need them the back door. You're hoping yeah. that back door comes through, and I think the back door is locked. Why don't we bet plus eight first half? I think it's a way better bet. Yeah. A way better is bet. That, mm-hmm. Is that the number? Let's find out. And one of the things with DVOA is they love first-half performance. I think it's far more telling. In this case, I think the Cardinals' second-half performance is relevant. I, I, yeah, that, and you're right, McKenzie, because it, it doesn't it, DVOA doesn't account as heavily. Seven-and-a-half. Is that a fair number, or is are we are we uh, doesn't you losing know, out? Um, I want I want eight because of the fourteen to six. Score. Well, here's what I'd you're much kicking rather. field goals. Yeah, I really want. I, I should get eight and a half because I can get like like if you look at the Thursday night game, I can get plus seven and a half at, at DraftKings, for instance, on the Giants, and they're only a ten and a half point dog. So I should be able to get at least eight with a but twelve and a half. Point here's dog. what I do like: Cowboys minus five and a half for the second half. Oh, that's interesting. I like that more than the first yeah. half play. Yeah. I like that a lot. Although you do worry, you know, you I do worry, worry about, it. about it's twenty-one to three at halftime. But you know what? I'm laying three and a half. If you're, if you're up, if the Cardinals are up seventeen ten, though, you're you in, win you're in <laughs> and you win. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a good point, McKenzie. But the uh, the the Cowboys won the second half last week uh, by twelve mm-hmm. against the Jets. Well, they're, they've outscored their opponents seventy to ten. So every every metric is going to have the Cowboys. They're going to be great in every quarter. They've outscored their opponents twenty six zero in the second half. Yeah, so they're underperforming. They're playing. Yeah. They're playing but much. Cowboy- so they're playing much better in the first. But half. this is but this is what 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 you said about like if the Cowboys are up big in the first half, do they take the foot off the game? They have not. They, so they were up twenty six nothing against the Giants. They still out- outscored them fourteen yep. zero in the yep. second half. Mm-hmm. So minus five and a half. Minus five and a half in the second yeah. half is it? That's I think. The only way I'm going to bet that Dallas. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bet that because I, I think the Cardinals. The, I what I've seen from them is they're given good effort early. 
they just don't have good players. And it, like, you know, you by the probably, time the game ends, you're, you're, those guys are tired. They don't have depth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's you probably can wait, and you can probably just bet it at halftime because there's like no. No. Games. What if the Cowboys are up? What if the Cowboys are up twenty four nothing? Well, then then you can in the yeah, second half. You can lay, you then get? you can lay three. But the worst, Dallas. the that's, worst. That, that's my point. The scarier thing is, what if the Cardinals play them close in the first half? The, the problem the problem is, what if it's tied? Well, then you got then you're gonna have to lay seven minus twenty instead of five and yeah. a half. You know. I think I'm going to take a shot at this five yeah. and a half. I'm going to wait. Okay. I, and the I mean, reason you're I'm smarter wait, than I am. Well, the reason I'm going to wait is because I get the variance of the second half lines. Because now I'm like everyone's going to boop, boop, boop. There's going to be every single book will post a second half line and I can shop. Whereas, you know, not that many places are dealing a second half line on this mm-hmm. game. So it's only at a few shops. All right. Well, that's every game, guys. Yeah, we're whoa, all whoa, done, whoa, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's still one more game left. No, we've covered every single team that has no, no, a win. All 32 no. teams, Every Scott, team that good. has won, we've Herbs. covered. <laughs> Herbert, who is oh, 0-2, <laughs> taking on Kirk Cousins, who's 0-2. But, AJ, let's talk about Herbert. Okay. How you feeling after two weeks? I feel like Justin Herbert has had – disappointing final drives in both games. Mm. But top to bottom, Justin Herbert's playing fine. Just, the, the Chargers he's really off- good until the fourth quarter when he late in the fourth quarter when he sucked. He's eleventh uh, in our composite rankings. Yeah. And remember, and I I guess I could I could say this every week about the Chargers because it's they seem to have the most injury prone lineup ever. Mm. But I think if Austin Eckler plays last week Probably talking about a one and one Chargers team. I'm not. I'm not all that worried about them. Austin Eckler doesn't play. The backup can't run the ball. I mean, it, it was. I, I don't want to make excuses for the Chargers because I think the Chargers kind of suck. <laughs> um, I, I think they are one of the worst coach teams in football. I, I think their defense is dreadful. the The yards per play allowed right now, they've given up six point nine yards per play. The next worst defense has given up 6.0 yards per play. League that was, average, that's 5.1. That's Chicago. Well, they Chicago sucks. If the Bears' defense gave up 0.9 yards per play less, they would be the 13th best defense in the league. So the gap between 32 and 31 is the same as it is between 31 and 13. And you know what? When your defense is playing that badly and you're down three, and you have the ball in the red zone with a minute to play, you probably shouldn't be dinking and dunking and making sure you preserve the field goal to, to head into overtime. And then by some miracle, you win the coin toss and you get the ball. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's so it's third and 10 for the Chargers. And literally, it looks like all these receivers fall down. Like they can't find yeah. a receiver. Herbert's running around. It's like he expects his receivers to be on the right side of the field and they're on the left side of the field. There's like, strike that reverse it he's looking downfield there's not one receiver in his pattern so he has to just throw the ball away on like the most important play of the game yeah i i hate that i have to defend the chargers because i i don't think they're very good i I think any good that comes from them comes from justin herbert being their quarterback but they're not a very good team and i'll be honest like i i think oh and three you're you're damn near dead i i think the vikings win this game I, again, it's it, this feels like the right line. It feels like these two teams should be a pick. The, the spot's mm-hmm. terrible because the Chargers had to go to Tennessee, yep. right? And the Vikings are on 10 days rest. The Vikings, a great point. So the Vikings on 10 days rest, and, and, and so, boom, 
The Vikings don't want Kirk Cousins to get traded. They don't want the season to be over. They know they need this game, you know, desperately to like not have that possibly happen. Meanwhile, the Chargers, they didn't stay out, you know, in Tennessee. They flew all the way back to LA. Now they got to fly all the way out to, to to the Twin Cities. So it's a terrible travel spot. And you know what? Minnesota early start time. This is the opposite of what happened to Minnesota last year. Minnesota was They're winning games they shouldn't games, have won. Yeah. They outplayed Tampa, they outplayed Philly, and they are 0-2 to show for it. it. Played Philly even. They were down 20. They were down 20. That's yeah. true. <sighs> Kirk Cousins has started 0-2 three times in his career. 2016, 2020, 2021. Those three seasons in week three, he's 3-0 and against the spread, covering by 7.5 points per game. Kirk Cousins has looked so good this Seems year. Seems like a leader, right? Let's, Seems- not, let's mm. not bury the lead. Where is Herbert? 1-32. He was 10th <laughs> last year, tied for 10th. He's 11th this year by our composite rankings. Where is Justin Herbert? I, I uh, let me see that list. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna name the guys I would rather have than Justin Herbert. You ready? Go for it. Patrick Mahomes. Any disagreement there? Nope. That's one. Josh Allen. That's two. Joe Burrow. That's three. I'm gonna disagree with that with him injured for the for no. I'm just year. saying for the rest of the like for the rest of their lives. Which guy I, would I, I want? I want just the rest of the year. Oh, rest of the year. Rest of the year. Yeah. So asterisk with Joe Burrow. Go ahead. Okay, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen, I will still take, I, I'm still taking Justin Herbert all the, over all the rest of these. I'm going to take Tua. Tua. Yep. I would take Tua. I, I'll take, I'll take Herbs for all it. questions have been answered. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still like Herbert more than Tua. I do. Uh, and maybe I'm a sucker. I, I mean, and when, when. When they're healthy, I, I it's not like there's a, an excuse for the talent around him because mm-hmm. there's good players around him on offense. They have good players on defense too. They just stink. I, like that's why <laughs> when six point nine AJ. When you add it up, like if I say man for man, are the Chargers one of the five to ten most talented teams in the league? I, I think it's without a doubt they are. That tells you the fact that they're a below average team. Tells you their coaching is shit. No, it tells you geographically that Southern California teams can be wussy. Look no further than the San Diego Padres. You look at that the, the, the top four guys in their lineup. You look at that hey, pitching they've won staff. Seven straight games, right? Still, it's I mean, amazing. You look at San Diego, LA Chargers, close games since forever. They're always bad. They always they lose are. more than they win. It's amazing. And, and By you know the way, what? Chargers picked up a game on everybody, so their chance of making the playoffs has gone from zero to zero. <laughs> the Padres, you mean? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna do the one. It, the, the assumption of, is this is gonna be a close game. Yeah, a couple of things here. Uh, Austin Eckler still not at practice, so if Eckler doesn't play, you significantly downgrade the Chargers. Uh, the char- the Vikings also traded four Cam Akers. I don't think Rams that matters this back. week. He but won't play this week. He might. He might, he might see the field a little back. bit. I think he will. Back. Just I hand the ball yeah. off. Let him run a little bit. It's, all he has to know is hand off to the right or hand off to the left. That's it. Let him, what not, was, he's well, not going to get 20 he, carries. He, no. When you're on the Vikings, you've got to no pass protection. because He's not going to be in there in passing plays. Just run the ball to the left, run the ball to the right. That's it. Or, or well, then now, you're getting, now you're doing like what Taysom Hill does. You're saying, okay, we're putting Cam Akers on the field. You know we're running the ball. They hardly ever run the ball. Why would you want to tell them that? Didn't Dion once say when he was playing cornerback that he's like, don't tell me any any stuff about my responsibilities with this cover, too. Just tell me what number I'm guarding. Tyreek Hill says he doesn't yeah. watch film. <laughs> right? You know, Tyreek Hill says he, he's the best wide receiver. He says he doesn't watch film. It's amazing. <sighs> well, I, probably, probably the reason for that is like, well, Tyreek is going to do this, and then everyone else reacts on offense. Yeah, I, I can't find a way to like the Chargers here. 
uh, here's one thing I, the one thing I found today that is pro chargers and, and all it did was lead me to betting the over is that Herbert has been very good under pressure. You know that a, a Brian Flores defense is going to blitz, blitz, blitz. Mm. I can't get past it. Op- opens 51 and now it's 54. It's just too late. I get it. It's too late. Uh, Herbert has the highest percentage of positive EPA plays, and he's second in EPA per play hmm. on plays where it's under two and a half seconds from snap to pass. So when he's got to get the ball out fast, he is very, very good. So the the blitz-heavy defense doesn't hurt as much, but like, when I think of the Vikings, I don't think of the Vikings winning games with their defense anyway. Like, I, I yeah. just assume the Vikings defense is going to suck. The Vikings can't run the ball. It all boils down to can Kirk Cousins make big plays? And who and wins against the this Chargers toss? defense, it feels like who wins the overtime coin toss? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and again. And if it's overtime, I like that over still. But again, we got, <laughs> we got the, the Fez trend. It's, it's a team that lost their home opener and is now inspired to not lose their second That's, home game. Okay. Now. I, I wish they were favored, though. They're not favored, so they don't fit the trend. And the market is still Chargers plus one. I think it's pick. I think it moved to pick. Uh, Both are available. I don't know. uh, Vikings minus one is available, and it's pick. So that, but there's more Chargers plus. What's what's the like? Give me the consensus. DraftKings has Chargers minus one and Vikings plus one. An influencer that um, is not a dentist did go ahead and release the on the Chargers, and it didn't dent the market at all. Really? Yeah. When it was when it was when it was minus one. It was pick them. He released Chargers, and 20 minutes later, the line was pick them, meaning the wise guys don't agree. Okay, so. Because if they agreed, it would move. So let's look at this. Chargers are one-point favorites at DraftKings, one-point favorites at Bovada, but at both those places, you get reduced juice. And then Vikings are favored at BetOnline, Bookmaker, Circa, all considered sharper books. Yeah, Vikings, so if you like, Vikings. If you and then like, Caesars and Westgate have pick them. So if you like either side, play a six and a half point. Teaser, That's what I was going to ask you. Up yeah. to seven and a half, despite the total being fifty four, because this seems like one of those games. Despite the fifty four teaser, it's going to wind up being twenty eight twenty seven. Where feels like it. But it, w- which of those books that I mentioned can you get a six and a half point teaser for a fair price? DraftKings. Okay, minus one thirty at DraftKings. A six and a half point teaser is minus one thirty at DK. Okay, yes. all right. I can't speak to all the other ones, but most books, especially in Vegas, the last minus one twenty. There's only one book left. in Caesars, Vegas. right? Caesars, yes. So if um, and Caesars has a pick. I, I kind of. I mean, I'm not. This is it a. You can tell me, Fez. You know better than me if this is bad EV or not. It's bad EV. To be to have teasers with both sides. Um, no, I mean, I, I love that. I mean, not in the same game, obviously, but, but you, um, yeah, you've like, if I had a, if teaser... it's a pick and, and, and two books, both have a one, I'll tease, I'll, I'll tease the plus seven and a half in one okay. direction and the other, it actually, it, it's actually better because it reduces variance because one of them's going to win for certain. Yeah. That, that might be what I do. Mm. Um, just tie it all into Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Be a great one o'clock window for everybody. They won't yeah. let you down. I don't. I don't trust the Jags at all. I, I yes, but I trust your Texans to lose. I don't <laughs> trust them either. I trust yeah. them to lose. It might have to. It might have to be the Rams because, like I said, I like the Rams directionally anyway, and I don't think Joe Burrow plays. 
And I, even if he did play, and, I don't and, think and it matters. And if you do tease the Rams, then you know exactly what your exposure is if you're live betting on Monday Night Football. And if things seem to like they're going awry, yeah. you could always dump it live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got some. I got some thinking to do. All right, that is going to do it, friends. That is every game for Week Three. Well, I'll recap the picks here, uh, starting with RJ's five weight Indianapolis Colts, which also happens to be AJ's three weight. RJ's four weight is the Rams. His three is the Patriots, which happens to be AJ's two weight. Wow, he's with you twice. Uh, RJ's two weight is New Orleans, which happens to be my three weight. And his one weight is Pittsburgh, which is a double crossfire. AJ's five and my four is the the Raiders. Fez's five weight is Tampa Bay. And his four weight, Tennessee. Three weight, Detroit. Two weight, Washington. One weight, Chicago. You want to change that or no? No, we keep it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, AJ, your five, Vegas. Your four, Tampa. Your three, Colts. Your two, the Patriots. And your one weight is Cleveland. My five is Tennessee, four, Vegas, three, New Orleans, two, Carolina, and one, Kansas City. All right. Uh, And Essler is on Miami. Miami. Hitman likes Atlanta, although he got three and a half. Yes. Uh, TBD, I I I can't tell you if he likes Atlanta at three or not. He doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, But I'm sure he'd like the other side at two and a half. Uh, he would. would be my guess. So uh, there you go. Uh, only one thing left to do, Fez. You know what to do. Hey, hey, be careful out there. We'll talk to you guys next week.